With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. There's a very, very strange thing that is happening in the NFL, and it's happening towards the top of the NFL draft. We will get into all of that coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. That guy right over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, and wherever you are, we appreciate you taking part in the program here. Spending a couple hours with us on a beautiful Saturday in the world of sports and beyond. And ladies and gentlemen, this man needs no introduction. I believe we are about a week away from the return of Bucky Claus. He is the NFL draft guru, the man who ran a 3.640 yard dash at North Carolina's Pro Day back in the day. He is none other than our guy and your favorite, Bucky What up, man? What's happening? My guy, Bucky Brooks. What's happening with you? What's go- what, give, me the, uh, give me the good news uh, on uh, Granada Hills. Give, give us the update. The uh, high school football team you coach, the powerhouse Granada Hills. You've turned around uh, the program. How'd we, How'd we uh, do? We took, we took AL last night. We took AL last night. That's okay, though. We took bothered you? Um, yeah, it bothered me a little bit. But, I mean, no one likes losing. But, no, nah, we played a really good team. We played a really good team. played a defending open city champions, Birmingham. And the Patriots are a really good team. And so you got uh, – so you're now 1-1 one one on the season. No, well, technically we will be 0-2 because we had to take a forfeit for the first game. But it's whatever. Why? 
Or, or can you not discuss this? On can't, the we air? can't. We can't. We can't discuss okay. it. We can't discuss right. it. We can't discuss wow. it. Wow. That sucks. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, listen, I mean, uh, but, you know, this, this sometimes how this stuff goes uh, in the world of uh, uh, college or high school sports. There are other things uh, to take into account. Um, let me just ask you this. Because you talk about being nobody likes to lose, and obviously mm-hmm. you're a competitive guy. That's why you've been as successful as you've been. Is that? Can you recall the loss, whether in your coaching career, playing career, that you were the most pissed off about? Like the one, the one that you think about and it still bothers you. Not the most heartbreaking, maybe, but oh, the I have one, one that pissed you I have, off. I have a story. I have a story. I have a story. <laughs> this, this 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 story is is so ridiculous. So <laughs> I was at North Carolina. We were playing Florida State. We were playing Florida State down in Tallahassee and Tamar Vanover was one of the players that they had. And so the game was, the game was pretty, I mean, it was pretty tight. It was a very competitive game. And they stop us with like, I mean, it's like four minutes left. The game is over there by two touchdowns. It might be 26 to 13 at the time. Right. And so they can run out the clock, you know, like the game is over. Like we, I mean, we're out of timeouts. Like there's nothing left. So Jonas, they run a reverse, Right. No. So so they, they, they run a reverse to the left and flying down the sideline, they pick up like 35 yards. Right. They then come back on the next play and run the reverse the other way. Oh, no. For a touchdown. No. And I, I just, I just remember having. No. I, I, just, no. I, just remember, I just remember being like. What what is happening? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on a second. What year was this? Do you recall I, the season? I, I have to. I have to. I have to. I have to pull it up. I. I... Ninety two, maybe. Ninety one. Maybe maybe it's ninety two. Let me see. Let me see this. Be, uh, uh, that is so disrespectful. Oh, like so. Like so fired up, right? And th- Just- that's that's like the guy who's not a switch hitter who hits a home run the first at bat, and then comes back and says, "You know what? Let me try it uh, the opposite way," and then hits another one the second at bat. Oh yeah, and okay. With so, the game already out of reach. So yeah, October tenth, nineteen ninety two, we lose thirty six to thirteen. Um, we were four. We were four and one going into the game, and we might have been ranked. We might have, yeah, we might have been ranked, and so we ended up finished nine and three that year. It was a big, it was a big year for us turning the program around. But that game is the one that I remember. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I, I remember, I remember that game because of the double verse. But then I have another one from that same year that happens <laughs> no, November seventh, nineteen ninety two. And this is funny because I had a chance to talk to Dabo Sweeney this week. We were talking about Trevor Lawrence and stuff like that, and I had to tell him the story. So we played Clemson. And this is Clemson, like they had been the power under Danny Ford, but now they had kind of slipped a little bit. I think they were under Ken Hatfield and those things. So they lose the week before to Wake Forest, right? They lose, they get smoked by Wake Forest the week before. And so we're like, oh, this is our chance. We hadn't beat them in a million years. Like we hadn't, I mean, they had been dominating us forever. And so we were like, oh, this is our chance. Like, we have been waiting on them. In fact, they finished five and six this year. We've been waiting on this or whatever. Yeah, so the week before, they lose to Wake Forest, 18-15. So when you play down in Clemson, you know, because you've been in Columbia. So Clemson, they always touch the rock and they run down the hill. Yep. So because they were coming off that loss to Wake Forest, we were like, (laughs) this is our year. So we go – 
No, you didn't. We go and run out first, and I will admit to being the ringleader. No, you didn't. No, I run didn't. to the bottom of the hill in between the goalposts, and I look up yonder at them at the hill running down, and I tell them, like we see in WWE, come on down. Oh, no. Come on down. Oh, no. Come on down and get this no. tail kicking <laughs> no. that we've been waiting to put on you. No. I had a couple teammates with me. Come on down. <laughs> they, they run down the hill, and they proceeded to beat. I mean, when I say we took a whooping, Jonas, we took a 40 to seven whooping that was one of those where you're like, if we could have, we would have went on and tapped. Hey, hey you got me. I, I, I tap out. We, we go ahead and tap out. I mean, at what point, let me, at what point when you're getting a beating like that, when you've been running your mouth and, and, mm. and talking a bunch of trash, at what mm. point in the game did you know it was over? Or were you still battling in your own mind? Nah, nah, nah. This team, mm. this team's got a down year. No. They, they, they can touch the rock all they want. They're a mm. losing football team. We're the team so, to beat in this conference. Okay, so, so here's the thing. They end up losing four out of their last five games on the year. To finish five and six. Yeah, They're, they were not good. Clemson like, uh, was like, not good that year. Yeah, the one win was us. They lose the <laughs> next week after us to Maryland, 53 to 23. <laughs> and they lose to the rival South Carolina, 24 13. So you know it was a bad year for them. Um, I will say <laughs> I knew that it was a bad, it was going to be a tough game for us because um, Clemson was always the team that we measured ourselves against. And so we had Natron Means at the time, and Coach Brown was like, hey, we're going to hit them right in the mouth. We're going to run. We're going to run the ball three straight times right down their throat. And we punted. It was fourth and 17. The first three plays oh, of the game. Man. And at that point, I was like, yeah, this might not be the day. Well, cause we've talked about this before. There are certain places where even if the team's not all that great, when you go and play there on the road, that's mm. still a difficult matchup. Like, Virgi- I don't care. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech could be 1-10. I yeah. swear to God, it could be 1-10. If you have to go up to Blacksburg and play them, that's a problem, Bucky. Oh, like, it's, just, it's one of those places that's nah, an issue. You don't want to play up there in Blacksburg when they play the Sandman. <laughs> yeah, it's Enter, Enter Sandman, right? That's yeah, the, uh, the they song play, they play. When they, when they play Enter the Sandman, it is, it is problematic. Um, that's uh, that's that's funny, yeah. though, man. And yeah, so they they, they ran the a reverse L. on you. They, and, so and Florida back, State ran the reverse. Wow, and then that's came disrespectful. Back, and then came back and ran another one. What is Mac Brown saying? Oh, like, he's he's got to be pissed. Oh, he's, he's hot. But you know what I learned from that? I learned um, Coach said, you know, in these situations, what you do is you write that little score down and you put it in your pocket. He said, because it always comes back around. <laughs> he said, so when you get a chance to put it on them, you absolutely put it on them. So I learned. And and that was then, the uh, and that was yeah. also when Steve Spurrier uh, uh, had them take a picture in front uh, of them. Wow, that was I my did. freshman year. That's my freshman year. John, it's my freshman year. Steve Spurrier. Runs up the score, like, and so we go across. It's forty-one. It's forty-one nothing. Duke wins the ACC. That's the last time they've ever won the ACC title. It's right before he takes the Florida job. So they're senior late, and they they smash us. And rather than shake hands at midfield when you go across to do the customary handshake, they run past us because there's a little rickety scoreboard in the corner of the end zone at Keenan Stadium. It used to be back then. They run up under the scoreboard 
and they take their official team and ACC championship photo under our scoreboard <laughs> with the scoreboard on. It's just so like ball, he, ball coach. I know you love him. That's that's what I think about old ball coach. That's what old ball coach it's did. Just, it's just it's it's so par for the course of Spurrier. It's I just it's. Yeah, of course. It, it's it's just something that he would do, and 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 probably probably remembers this. And if you asked him about it, he would have some smart ass sly comment about it. If if you asked uh, him to this I day, mean, that's, that's that's just the way I he mean, operates. I mean, that's what he, that's what he's going to do. I mean, Although I will say this, you guys did win a bowl game that year. Uh, the great North Carolina Tar Heels did win uh, the Peach Hole, Peach Bowl. That yeah, year, I guess. Mistaken. Yeah, Mississippi State, and I don't know when you were at South Carolina. Did Mississippi State ever come there? Did you have you ever have you ever experienced a Mississippi State game? No, but and, and I, 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 know I know South Carolina. I know Ole Miss came to, oh, okay. to so Columbia. It's not, so it's not the same because when you go to Stark Vegas, that's what they call Starkville, Stark yes. Vegas. Um, they have this thing that they do where everybody in town that comes to the game, they bring cowbells. And I don't know <laughs> if you've ever heard a chorus of 50-plus thousand people ringing cowbells in a dome. If you can just imagine oh, what God. that does. I didn't think about that. In the Georgia Dome. In the Georgia Dome, they are ringing those cowbells. Clinga, oh, linga, 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 and, linga, linga, and linga, in the linga. dome. I didn't oh. even think about that that part oh. of it. That's brutal. <laughs> I got well, more cowbell. Well, you remember? I, I don't know if you remember this. We actually d- talked about this when I was doing a show in, in when I was working in South Carolina. There was a a bunch of recruits that, and this is probably God. How long ago was this? Two thousand eight, maybe two thousand nine, something like that. There were some recruits who went to Starkville and Mississippi State on a recruiting visit. And they got there and parents became alarmed because all of a sudden the kids uh, came back and some of the recruits went on Facebook and were all talking back and forth openly about how they went to the place uh, and had a great time at this place called The Pony. And nobody could figure, like, what is the pony? And parents started to do some research. It was uh, a strip ping, club. The pink pony. Yeah, it was a strip club in Starkville. And so that was a big conversation. And so Mississippi State got a lot of heat because the parents found out through Facebook because all these kids were bragging about on their recruiting trip how they all went to the pony, the strip club in town. Right. Like, so, I mean, listen, you got to go. I mean, what, what are you going to do? It's, I mean, I haven't been to Stark Vegas, but, I mean, I you mean, know, there are like certain Vegas. places you got to go. It's the same stuff you do in Vegas. You do in Starkville. It's Vegas. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Well, listen, um, just, you know, keep that in mind. If you ever, if one of your players ever runs his mouth to an opponent, you know, maybe you won't be so hard on it because you can tell him the story about how you challenge Clemson while they're getting ready to touch the rock. And then you could go, listen, I've been where you've been. This does not end well. I'm just letting you know this does not end well here. Uh, he is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can uh, hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up next, um, there is a situation in the NFL at the top of the NFL draft. We have got a very fluid situation. Things are changing. We'll have the very latest for you next here on FSR. So anyway, it's good, good ball game. Happy to get a victory. Uh, we weren't real perfect. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Bucky Brooks uh, encountering some nightmares. He discussed uh, cowboy uh, cowbells playing at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta back in the day when he was in a uh, bowl game against Mississippi State. So, of course... We can't just let those nightmares go away. Iowa Sam's got to come back and play a bunch of uh, little gadget sounds here, cowbell sounds on Fox Sports Radio. So I apologize, Bucky. You, for whatever reason, you just can't leave that uh, trauma, uh, traumatizing moment in your life alone. He's got to continue to bring it up. I can, and I'm, and I'm really traumatized now because you know what's going on with me, Jonas? Like right now, I, I need some assistance because my my Twitter has been down overnight. It's been down it's been- since... Yeah, it's been down for a lot of people. It's been down. Like, it won't load up. And I'm now coming to the realization how much I lean on it. Like, like it's, it's like it's like being right. an addict. I keep going for looking for updated news, right. and all I get right now is tweets aren't loading right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're not loading. But I'm getting all this stuff in my mentions, but I can't see the people that I'm following. I can't see what people are tweeting. So yeah, for, like, I, 12 hours, I haven't. I haven't seen anything new. I, I have no idea what is going on in the world. I'm, you, I'm lost. You know, what I, you know what I realized? So you're probably the same way because we're, we're kind of sick and demented in our in our competitiveness and our, yeah. like, oh, it's nothing's going to beat us, like one of those things. But I've realized that because I'm so dependent on the phone, 
I don't want to be dependent on the phone. So I refuse to use any of the voice activation stuff like Siri, Alexa. All, mm-hmm. I refuse to use any of that stuff because if I'm going to be dependent on my phone, I want to be able to have to use my thumbs to type it in. And mm-hmm. then I find myself in the same spot as you to where I feel like I'm, I'm checking my phone for no reason just because it's habit, almost like you're, you're biting your nails or, 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 or scratching your ass. And so I don't, want, I don't want to do that anymore. So I find myself putting my phone in another room yeah. and just walking away from it. Uh, but Twitter has been down for a lot of people, uh, and therefore, uh, you know, y- you haven't missed much. It's it's a lot of, uh, a lot oh, of bad uh, no, draft I, takes. No. Uh, no, I'm missing all kinds of stuff. I see it come through, but I can't pop it up. So it, it, it comes on my lock screen on my phone, but, oh, look, and then when I, I hit the open button, and nothing. It's a bummer. I know. Yeah, so now what I'm doing is I'm doing what I hate to see people do. You know when people have problems like, oh, I'm on the airplane and I'm I'm mad at let's use Delta. I'm mad at Delta. I can't right. believe it. So that. they tweet at him. Yes. So right now I'm about to tweet at uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm tweeting at Twitter support. Send something to Twitter. Yeah. Like hey. What are we doing? It's it, and here's the thing: you're a you're a blue checkmark guy. I'm not. So you got actual pull. Nobody knows who the hell I am. If something was wrong with me, I I would have to just wear it and deal with it for a couple hours. You should be able to get that fixed asap. I mean, Somebody needs to get it fixed for Bucky Brooks asap here, Bucky Brooks, I mean, because you are. Uh, and we mentioned this before: you are a draft guru and a draft expert. Mm. And um, and I'll just say this: uh, we discussed a week ago what the plan was at number. three for the 49ers because all the buzz was it's Mac Jones and it's Mac Jones and it's Mm -hmm. Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, Bucky, here we are a week later and now the betting odds have changed. Justin Fields is the favorite. Justin Fields had another pro day in which the 49ers were at. So now it feels like we've gone from all the love for Mac Jones. It's now gone in the other direction towards Justin Fields. What is the truth? All right. You're the draft expert. What is the truth behind what the plan is at number three for the 49ers? Because I can't figure this thing out. Okay, so I believe, I, I and, and until I can't, and until the draft card is handed in, it has to be either Justin Fields or Trey Lance. It just has to because when you move up to get uh, a quarterback, you have to get a quarterback that's going to be an elite level player. But I'm going to make it really easy for you, for Jonas. So let's think of it. So they play in what the NFC West. So let's just compare. Let's compare Mac Jones to the quarterbacks that are in the NFC West. Because if the 49ers move up to three to get Mac Jones, they're saying that in two to three years, Mac Jones is going to be a better player than Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, and Kyler Murray. Okay, so that, that's what we're saying. So <laughs> if, we, if we look at that right now, if we look at that and we were ranking quarterbacks, Mac Jones would rank fourth. Yes, how long before Mac Jones gets out of the cellar in that scenario? Well, here's here. If that's the plan, then you got to have a lot of confidence in Kyle Shanahan. Like there's got to be, and and there it's one thing to have confidence, but you've got to have a lot of confidence in Kyle Shanahan being able to take 
uh, chicken, you know what, and turning into chicken salad. Like, like there's, there's got to be uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, his ego and their belief in him has got to be through the roof if they actually look at Mac Jones and think that's going to be the first or second best quarterback in the division. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be. And, mm-hmm. and who, who, and I get the whole well, it's about system and it's about this and that. But Bucky, at the end of the day, you need somebody that's going to be able to make plays. Like, like you got to have, you got to have. There's got to be some level of talent in order for there to be success. You can say whatever you want about Baltimore, and man, they 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 uh, built everything around Lamar Jackson. If he wasn't good, they wouldn't be building around him with anything. So you've got to have something there. So that's that's the part where I've now, and I've gone so back and forth on this to where I I totally bought into the Mac Jones rumors, and then I just I took a step back and I thought. What makes the most logical sense? And the most logical sense is you were upgrading at that position, which is why you gave up what you gave up to upgrade at that that position. I don't know that Mac Jones is an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, which is why now I'm on the other side leaning towards Justin Fields. Yeah, and I would keep Trey Lance in the conversation, right? Because I think if it's Justin Fields, it has to be Justin Fields and Trey Lance because comparable skills, even though I I would favor Justin Fields over Trey Lance. But... Trey Lance's experience playing in a a multiple offense that feature pro concepts, college concepts, quarterback design runs, and those things could play into it when you think about Shanahan and the system and what Shanahan has been able to do, not only with Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins, but what he was able to do at RG3. And so I I think what you want to do is you want to think about the perfect world for him is blending all of those experiences together and so Trey Lance or Justin Fields could give him that opportunity. Do you so the the criticism of Justin Fields, and I know you talked about this a little bit on NFL.com, about just and, and you do this every week where you come out with some just some some thoughts on what is happening currently in the league. The criticism for him, it almost feels like it's been so long since we've seen him play that we're just trying to find anything wrong with him. Like as opposed to, look, we can we can point to the Indiana game and the Northwestern game. We talked about this last week. But is anybody going to bring up what he did against Clemson? Anybody mm. going to talk about him playing, outplaying Trevor Lawrence? Anybody going to go with that? It just feels like we've now worked ourselves into, well, he's flawed and he's got all this and all these things that are wrong with him. As opposed to just looking at him and going, dude, the, the guy's a stud. He's not a finished product, but nobody is. But there's a a ceiling there that's higher than these other quarterbacks that are being rumored. Yeah, it is funny how that how that happens, where we haven't had that conversation uh, about those games. And I think when you're scouting, scouting should really, if we keep it really simple, when you watch the game, who do you feel like are the best players? Like, not what the announcers are telling you, turn the sound down, but just look at the game and what, is it, what does it suggest? And so twice you've seen Ohio State take on Clemson. And I think you could make the case in each game, Justin Fields was the best quarterback on the field. Yeah. I think it could maybe be a split decision or a draw the first matchup. But this last time we saw him, like he was cl- he was clearly the better player. Like he played at a higher level. Yes. And so when you grade players, you want to grade them at their highest. You want to grade the flash. You want to grade them at their best moments because that's what they could be. Now, if they can stack it together consistently, then the higher the grade and those things. But you have to see that elite level of performance on tape and feel that part of it. When you don't, man, and you're stretching because you say, oh, I like this guy because he's smart and he can do my stuff. Like, that's where you kind of get sideways. 
Who of, of the quarterbacks that we've been talking about, uh, and these are considered the consensus top five guys, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, uh, Justin Fields, um, and Trey Lance, who's the guy with the lowest ceiling of that bunch? And who's the guy with the highest ceiling? Like if you were to just say this guy, his best is better than anybody else's, and this guy, his worst is better than is worse than anybody else's. Who are the guys? I would say Lowest ceiling would be Mac Jones because he's limited in terms of his arm talent and his athleticism. So he, the the heights that he can reach is really dependent upon who he has around him. Um, the lowest floor uh, in terms of we know what we're getting, I think the floor would probably be Trevor Lawrence because I think we kind of know what we're getting. I don't think there's as much ambiguity in terms of what – he would be, if he doesn't become a superstar, what he would be. I think he'd be a really good quarterback. I think he's smart and he leads and he does all those things. Um, I think that's him at his worst. Yeah, I, I think he'll fall all the way apart. I've also thought about this. I mean, whoever ends up in San Francisco, if if we if we're believers in the fact that you need something around you to play at a high level, whoever ends up in San Francisco, the team's picking in the top three, that's by far and away the best destination, no? I mean, just based on the roster, what's around them, the coaching. I, I mean, there's mm-hmm. major question marks with the Jets. We don't know. Look, we like Urban Meyer, it's a great story. We have no idea if that's going to work in Jacksonville. San Francisco feels like the spot. So whoever goes there has got to feel really fortunate that they're ending up in that spot as opposed to some of these other ones that are being rumored. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that situation is the one that is um, built to thrive and built to succeed. Yeah. Um, Coaching all the weapons around. Like, that's the one. Although, I don't know if you saw the uh, latest rumor that's out there. Uh, The the latest rumor is that the 49ers offered their first-round pick to the Jets for Sam Darnold, the number 12 pick overall. But But the Jets passed on it because the Jets wanted to wait to see whether or not Zach Wilson's shoulder was up to snuff when they saw him at his pro day. Yeah. yeah, that that's the latest one. Right. Because if if the Jets got offered the number 12 pick for Sam Darnold and turned that down, there needs to be a conversation with somebody in the front office. Like if if that like number any 12? that's they, they were offered that, num- number 12, that's the yes. Wow. That's that's a report that the that the 49ers before they made the move with the Dolphins, the 49ers offered the number 12 pick in the draft for Sam Darnold. I'm telling you, I don't know who is in Sam Darnold's corner when it comes to the media, but I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen the love affair with a quarterback who's had a disappointing start to his career like Sam Darnold. If the, if the 49ers offer them the number 12 pick overall before they get the offer out of their mouth, the Jets should have accepted. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's, Some of this stuff, it just doesn't make sense. Like, if you take a step back and look at it, it none of it makes sense. And it's why I think the 49ers have been playing us for a fool for, for a couple of weeks now. I think they've known what they wanted to do, and they're just dictating the media and playing them like puppets. Like, I, I honestly think that's what's happening now. I wouldn't disagree. Um, I, I, I believe there's definitely some manipulation when it comes to that. Like, certain stories come out, those things come out, because it's fun, right? You just, hey, send them on wild goose chases. That's what they're doing. Yeah. 
it, it's it, it's it's all it is. I, I think we're going to look back on this and laugh. Uh, all right, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, uh, one of the dumbest decisions in all of sports. We will get into it here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports and beyond, it's the most violent man in sports talk radio. He is Ralph Urban. But not to you, Jonas, so it's okay. No. No, th- thankfully. I'm still in, still in one piece. You don't want to piss off Ralph, uh, you uh, you hard asses on social media. Don't piss him off. He's got that nickname for a reason. I don't know if Ralph will let you pet him. Probably <laughs> not, but that's okay because no one's going to touch Christian Yelich either because he's on the 10-day injured list. The Brewers putting the star on the injured list after he missed multiple games with a back issue. Meanwhile, on the Diamonds right now, it continues to be a Cubs kind of day. Chicago, a 13-4 lead over Atlanta. That game in the bottom of the eighth inning. Chris Bryant has hit two home runs. Wilson Contreras has hit two home runs. It's a good kind of day to be a Chicago Cubs fan. The White Sox, well, they scored two in the first inning at Boston. The Red Sox have come back and tied it up. They're locked at two, top of the fourth inning. St. Louis just got a Nolan Arenado two-run home run. They lead Philadelphia 9-3. That's in the fourth, while Cleveland has taken a 2-1 lead over Cincinnati, also in the fourth inning. Oakland has gotten three home runs in this contest against Detroit. The A's a 4-0 lead over Detroit. That's in the fifth. Scoreless between the Mets and Colorado in the second inning. And we have NBA action going on right now with the Lakers holding on to a 55-53 lead over Utah. 317 to play in the second quarter. The turnaround came for the Lakers as they had four straight technical fouls. Technical foul shots uh, coming in this second period. Contavious Caldwell Pope leading the way. He has 15 points. As we send it back now, here they are. It is Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks. Four straight technical foul shots. Well, there was two technical fouls, one on Boyan Bogdanovich, one on Jordan Clarkson. Boom, boom. And suddenly the Lakers went from a couple down to a couple up. Jesus, man. I mean, I, have, I wonder how many teams in the NBA at this point in the season are like, can we wrap this up? Like, let's go. Like, uh, we're not winning anything. Let's go. Like, you know, the one, two, three Cancun thing. Like, I wonder, <laughs> honestly, I wonder how many teams are just over it at well, this point. Keep in mind also that Utah does not have Donovan Mitchell. They do not have Rudy Gobert. They do not have Mike Conley in this game. So they're as underhanded or uh, shorthanded as the Lakers are. Yeah, but mm. but don't worry. Uh, the the spin the spin in Laker country with the fanboys, uh, especially those that work at Fox Sports Radio, uh, the spin will be nothing but positive for the LA Lakers. Don't worry about it. Just like just like the spin when it comes to the Dodgers and everybody uh, at Fox Sports Radio. I'm tired of it, man. Indeed, mm. I'm fed up with it, Ralph. Uh, and if you're not going to do anything about it, uh, somebody's got to. All right. Hey, I I'm the one who looks it in the eye. I don't know about you. But I'm very angry, Ralph. But we we are we are uh, happy to have Ralph here because uh, Bucky's not going to be harassed by David Gascon. Uh, Iowa Sam's not going to be harassed uh, by David Gascon. Although Bucky, I don't know if you know this or not, Iowa Sam and I, uh, we are in a little bit of a beef. Uh, a oh, little yeah? bit of a beef. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Well, he uh, he treated me like crap yesterday uh, when what we happened? were working together. I you know tried to have a conversation with him, just a friendly conversation, and he big timed me. He big leagued me, oh. and so uh, I don't take kindly to that. I don't like people that think they're better than other people. <sighs> wow. He thinks he's better than me, and so uh, he's going to get a dose of his own medicine today. <clears throat> I will not talk to him one time during the break. I'll go straight to lead to lap, and any <laughs> message that Sam has, I want him. I want him issuing it to lead to lap and then giving it to me. We're going to play this game. Should we have Lee do the Iowa minute? Uh, Try to read my handwriting. 
writing? <laughs> I didn't. I, Lee wants no part of the. Sounds Iowa like a train minute. wreck in the making. <laughs> Lee's been trying to get rid of the Iowa minute for two years. All right, he wants no part of the Iowa minute. He doesn't want anything to do with it. So no, I don't. I don't think that that's. Is a good that's idea. usually when he takes his bathroom break. So. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of Iowa, we do have a piece of advice, Bucky. Uh, you were talking about how your Twitter account is down. Yeah. Uh, guy on Twitter, uh, Greg in Iowa says, uh, "Tell Bucky to uninstall and reinstall his Twitter app." Mm. Apparently, that might work. I mean, it's just, you know, there, there's that one as well, too. Also, another guy on Twitter uh, is very, uh, very, uh, I don't know if he's pissed off, but he's unhappy. He feels like we spend all this time trashing Mac Jones, but Bucky never says one negative thing about Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Like, oh, he, wants to, said, he wants to know what the issue is there. Oh, I've said plenty of things about Justin Fields. Like, I, I've talked about his inability to process things in those big games where he hesitated and he threw interceptions. Like, we were we were on that. the air after the Indiana game, and we I'm, talked I mean, about we, it. We talked about it. He needs <laughs> like to be a, we were on the to, air. He needs to be a regular listener. That's what he needs. <laughs> that is what he needs. You need a little bit of that in your life. A little, uh, you know, uh, it's like a good good fiber for you if you want the uh, the facts and the truths here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Uh, Bucky Brooks, Jonas Knox here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, this is one of the dumbest decisions we've seen in the NFL in a long, long time. Very puzzling, very strange, and now somebody looks like an idiot when it's all said and done. We'll have that for you next here on FSR. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. I mean, uh, great album. And, of course, Iowa Sam picks the worst song on it. So this is uh, we are off to a roaring start here on Fox Sports Radio. But, again, I will will have every conversation about uh, my issues with Sam with Lee uh, as I am boycotting Iowa Sam for the entire show. So that's how that's going to go. (laughs) You're boycotting the entire show. I'm not wanting any part of it. Mountain over a molehill here. No, No part of it. You know, it's like when they raise grain prices in Iowa, you know, and the mm. farmers, uh, you know, they uh, they boycott and they uh, no, they like they, they like they, higher grain prices. They, they hold up uh, they hold up signs out in front of like a, a Safeway or uh, or something like that or higher uh, input prices. They don't or like. Farmer Fred's uh, Lumberyard. Uh, that's me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm boycotting Iowa Sam here. Uh, all right. We uh, will have a conversation about some concern with one top prospect in the NFL draft. That'll be coming up here in about 15. Minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio, uh, Bucky Brooks has got uh, got issues with Twitter. Um, you know, we are trying to get that resolved here on FSR, but it's I broke. do want something that appears to be uh, getting resolved pretty quick here uh, in one of the worst decisions uh, in uh, in recent NFL history. Um, I'm going to ask you, what is the worst decision? Um, trying to pick a fight with Aaron Donald at a bar. Or- <laughs> Or not realizing that Aaron Donald saved you from getting your ass beat and therefore, and it was on video, therefore you've now got to come out afterwards and apologize mm. uh, based on, on the recent ev- evidence there that took place in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't get it, man. Well, I get it because when you're getting whooped like that, it seems like there are 12 men and you just happen to look up and Aaron Donald is around. And so you're like, surely... He had to be the one that laid this on me because when you looked at the video, he was in a world of trouble and Aaron Donald kind of shooed those other guys away from him. 
And, and he reportedly had a. I think he tried to uh, hit Donald with a bottle. I think, I think that's what happened. But what ended up happening was the people in the bar, from my understanding, recognized it was Aaron Donald, and they jumped in to back him up against this one guy hmm. who who swung a bottle at him. I, here's what I don't understand: Why, when you see a celebrity, do people want to fight that celebrity? I don't, especially a professional athlete. I don't get it. Where where, do, where does that come from? It's just bitterness, jealousy. I I don't understand why you would want that to happen. Like it's it's just going to go poorly for you. Well, maybe, like I don't. Maybe sometimes you want to see if you can take the tough guy down. All right. When's the last time you got, somebody tried you? Oh man, come on, man. I ain't been in a fight forever. Like, I'm too old to be fighting. John. Yeah, I, I'm just. But I'm just back yeah. in the day. Like, you ever mm. go to a frat party at North Carolina and somebody tried to throw down with you? No. Like, you, you and Natron no. Means are hanging out and some guy tried to step to you and throw a red solo cup at you <laughs> at some Rizzo. frat party. Come at no. me, bro. I mean, no. just, I mean, when you know, you know, when when no. did that ever happen to uh, to Bucky Brooks while he was at North Carolina? No. Ever one time? No, no, nothing like that. I mean, I, I know it happened to Johnny Manziel back in the day. Uh, he used to get harassed uh, quite a bit, but uh, he was also very much out in the uh, pu- the public eye and the public spotlight. So I understand all that. I just I don't understand this this need to try and take it out, whatever you're pissed off about, on some celebrity who walks into a bar. And what is it with Pittsburgh? Like, it just feels like it's always, whether it's Jerry Porter who was at a bar, or Todd Haley got into a skirmish, Darrell Revis. Like, like, I don't don't understand. It's a a blue-collar town. Tough people. You got to be tough. Yeah, but come on, man. You got to be tough, man. You got to be tough when you step up in the bar. You can't just... It's a bit, a bit a bit ridiculous here, and then you try try Aaron Donald like that, and and this guy's lawyer, whoever this guy's lawyer is, who sat him down and had a conversation with him, and said, "All right, I need to know everything that happened." And the guy swore up and down and said, "Oh man, you know, I got attacked by Aaron Donald." All right, I feel like we got a great case here, <laughs> and then you see the surveillance, and the guy's getting smashed by multiple people, and it was Aaron Donald who tried to save him. <laughs> like this is an open and shut case, a shut case, and a terrible spot to be in for this lawyer and this guy who who tried to uh, to win a little bit of cash here. So, you get you get what you deserve unfortunately. You do. You do. Um, let me uh, I, I want to ask you about there's been a lot of buzz this week about the uh, Julian Edelman Hall of Fame conversation. Which um, Hall of Fame? Patriots Hall of Fame? I have <laughs> Hall of Fame. What are we doing? What are we talking about? I'm just What are we talking about? When did this start that all, that you can that, that this is now a a real discussion and credit to Julian Edelman for even it being a partial discussion at all that anybody is even arguing in favor of Julian Edelman just based on what he did in in playoff games and Super Bowls and he's a seventh I mean, round I get pick that. I get that. he's had a great I mean, career but he's not a Hall of Famer Bucky he's, he's Super Bowl I mean they they have Super Bowl Hall of Fame he could do that postseason Hall of Fame but the regular season I don't know if he has a thousand yard receiving. Does he, he have a thousand yard season? I don't know. Honestly, uh, I, I don't know. No. He, he's he's never been an All Pro. Mm. He's never been a Pro Bowler, and I don't know that at any point during Julian Edelman's career he was ever considered a top ten wide receiver. Was he? No, I would. I, no. So, so I, I I don't know where where this whole and and this feels like it was after the Super Bowl MVP that he won that people started throwing out the conversation. But it's like, dude, he he had a great career. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong. With, the career he had is phenomenal, and that's that's a that's a guy who you could look at. And Belichick talked about it, where he said, "Look, from where he came and how much he improved as just an NFL player. He had never played receiver in college, but from where he was at to what he turned into, 
I think that's a testament to, to the Patriots system developing him and also his development. But it doesn't mean he's a Hall of Famer, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ch- Chad Johnson better be in the Hall of Fame if, if he's in the Hall of Fame. Heinz Ward is another guy who better be in the Hall of Fame if Julian Edelman's in the Hall of Fame. Like, there there are arguments to be made for, for a lot of guys in the NFL. Look, if Julian Edelman got in over Sterling Sharp... They should mm-hmm. shut the doors of Canton. Mm-hmm. All right? They should shut down Canton, Ohio, uh, and not allow anybody in until the field melts again uh, before the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> like, because that, that is I, – I just I, – sometimes we argue about stuff, and it just feels like there's nothing there to argue about. Like, he's a great player, has had a great career. It doesn't automatically mean that he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. No. He's going to do amazing things. I, I don't know what, what sort of money he made during his career, but I just I, – I did not understand the Hall of Fame buzz. Yeah, I mean, there's been some of that after he won his second MVP and those things. He's played big. He's played well in playoff moments. That's it. I mean, the Hall of Fame is yes, sacred ground. I mean, like only a handful of guys can really don a gold jacket. I I don't know if he's I don't know if he's one of those. It, did you have an issue with Calvin Johnson getting in? Uh, no, because I think there was a time where you could see him as a top three or receiver in the game. I think you have to have that kind of cachet of merit Super Bowl consideration. Yeah. Could, th- this is, and, and I asked the question because if you just look at numbers and you just look at, you know, number of games played and how long he played, you could understand the argument against him. But if, but if you also are a believer in the you can't tell the story of the NFL without telling his part of the story, then Calvin Johnson's got to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, the guy was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. I think it has the standard has to be higher. Like at some point, I want you to feel like the guy that you're voting into the Hall of Fame is a, I mean, a dominant and an elite level pro. Like, I mean, even beyond what we think, good, like good players are, like even better. So I don't. Eli Manning. Oof, he won two championships. I with, know that's with the, the Giants. Thing. That's the, that's the saving grace. I mean, and, and I and I believe I believe Philip Rivers had a better I believe Philip mm-hmm. Rivers had a better career than Eli Manning. I, I would say and, that Philip. And, and it just better. it wouldn't be surprising to me if if Eli Manning got in and Philip Rivers didn't. Although mm. the one thing Eli Manning has in his favor uh, is his last name. I mean that that does help uh, you know kind of push him over the edge a little bit there. <laughs> you know, you could say what they want, man. The Mannings get a little bit extra, uh, you know, when it comes to this stuff. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks, we're back next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, We've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday. So do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So we have got some criticism all of a sudden near the top of the NFL draft. We will get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. He is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are, thanks for making us a part of your Saturday here uh, as we hang out with you all the way up until 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen he is my guy the man himself bucky brooks what up what up what up um bucky we uh, are are you fatigued yet with the draft and some of the draft coverage is it starting to wear on you a little bit or what no it's, i mean we're getting time i mean it's getting close to time though like we, yeah. we've done i mean we've done a lot yes I mean, we've done a lot especially with our combines and those things like i mean we've done, done a lot why the second pro day um, because it really acts as a, like a private workout because you can't have private workouts, um, this year. So to maybe run a little bit of an in run around it, you have a second pro day and then you just invite your special friends. And, and <laughs> like so it's, it's, yeah, basically what it is. And mm-hmm. and so all the teams, cause we've seen this happen before in the NFL draft where a team won't go to, to a player's pro day, but they'll end up drafting him. You know, probably because they want to play it, you know, uh, be mm-hmm. sneaky about it and fly under the radar. The second pro day, it would stand to reason to me that anybody at Justin Fields' second pro day is probably really interested in Justin Fields. Like, Maybe, like, I mean, some, somewhat. But, I mean, you can get the usual suspects in, team, in terms of the teams that are need a quarterback. The problem is we can't necessarily fully connect the dots because you only you're only allowed – three representatives at each workout. And so the first time it may be the general manager, 
the office coordinator and the quarterback coach. The next time it may be the head coach and two other assistants or high ranking officials. So that's really when you can begin to maybe kind of read the tea leaves. But I mean, it's still a hard situation to figure out who really, really likes who. Um, well, uh, there's a guy that a lot of people have really, really liked for a long time, although the uh, bloom is off the rose. I think that's how you say that. I, the, bl- the bloom mm-hmm. is off the rose. Um, uh, we'll ask, because uh, I am boycotting Iowa Sam. Uh, Lee, can you ask Iowa Sam if that is the proper way to say that? Is it the bloom, <laughs> the bloom off the rose? The He's more of a gardener than I am. Yeah, mm. I believe that's how that goes. Uh, so Lee will get the uh, answer from Iowa Sam, and then I will give the answer here on the air, because I refuse to directly speak to Iowa Sam, because we are feuding here on Fox Sports Radio. But um, Trevor Lawrence has been the de facto number one pick of the draft for a couple of years now. There was, I mean, I think there were conversations after they hammered Alabama in the mm-hmm. national title game a couple of years ago. There was a, well, if he came out now, he'd be mm-hmm. the number one pick of, course, of the draft. That's what we like to do during games. Right. And, and, and so there's really not been anything that anybody's found wrong with Trevor Lawrence until he does an interview with Sports Illustrated uh, in which he talks about not really having a chip on his shoulder because he, you know, he doesn't want to force anything like that, um, that he doesn't come in with, with, with anything like that, um, whether it was a former coach who talked about uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be successful um, you know, outside of football, uh, whether it was I think his father said something along the lines of he's not one of those uh, Super Bowl or bust type quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he can be at peace with it. And so there's a lot of people who took what Trevor Lawrence said and the people around Trevor Lawrence as that meaning that Trevor Lawrence maybe doesn't have the passion or the love for football that he should have. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I, look, I, I, I think that's an incorrect assumption because depending on kind of like your station of life, it determines how you view the world. So for instance, Trevor Lawrence is our, always been celebrated as the number one quarterback in everything, every class in high school and college and those things. And so when I would say the overwhelming majority of people kind of identify with underdogs, right? They identify with the, the, that's why Rocky is so popular, right? Because many of us see ourselves as Rocky bad boy. Like, Oh man. Yeah. You know, the world's against me. (laughs) I got to climb up. Trevor Lawrence can't really pull from that. Right. Because in his mind, he's always been number one. And I actually think he has a healthy perspective. Like, I've always been the champion. Like, when I when I come in the ring, I am the one that has all the belts. I'm not the one that's like, man, I just want a chance to knock the champ off. And so when they talk about the chip on the shoulder, normally the chip on the shoulder is for someone who has felt like they've been disrespected along the way, felt like people didn't say they were good enough or whatever. Have we heard anybody say that Trevor Lawrence isn't good enough or that along the way, like for as long as he's been exposed on the major stage, when has anybody ever said that he wasn't good enough? Nobody. So he doesn't have that manufactured chip. And I actually think it's great that he acknowledged it. Like, yeah, no, no, I don't operate like that. I like it. I mean, I'm passionate about the game, but I don't walk around with a chip on my shoulder having to prove stuff to other people. 
There's a uh, so Trevor Lawrence responded to it. I don't know if he had a chance to see this, but he responded uh, earlier today on uh, on on Twitter. And uh, here's what he had to say. Uh, quote, it seems as if people are misreading my sentiment. I am internally motivated. I love football as much or more than anyone. It is a huge priority in my life. Obviously, I am driven to be the best I can be and to maximize my potential and to win. I have a lot of confidence in my work ethic. I love to grind and to chase my goals. You can ask anyone who has been in my mm-hmm. life. That being said, I am secure in who I am and what I believe. I don't need football to make me feel worthy as a person. I purely love the game and everything that comes with it, the work, the team, the ups and downs. I am a firm mm-hmm. believer in the fact that there is a plan for my life, and I'm called to be the best I can be at whatever I'm doing. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. All right, so that from, uh, <laughs> that from Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Who, who, uh, who uh, stuck the landing there? Uh, he uh, he stuck the landing there yeah, so, for sure. Okay, so let me let me talk a little bit about Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> just because um, this week I had an opportunity to talk to people around him. I had a chance to talk to Dabo Sweeney, who talked about Trevor. Just to give you some perspective, he he said when Trevor committed to Clemson, he committed his junior year. Clemson already had like top guys on campus. He said never once after the day that Trevor gave a commitment did he ask us about any other quarterback. He didn't care who else we were recruiting. He didn't care who was on campus. He didn't care if we were trying to find another guy in the class behind him. The only thing that Trevor wanted to do was to go to work. He said when he showed up at Clemson, he wasn't worried about any of the other stuff. He just put his head down and he went to work. And so he described Trevor, uh, he, he likened him to Steph Curry. Um, and the reason why, the backstory, um, when Deshaun Watson came out, he, Dabo Sweeney, compared Deshaun Watson to Michael Jordan. And so I asked him for another basketball reference of, you know, the quarterback. He said, Steph Curry. He said, because when you watch him throw the ball, it's as pure as watching Steph Curry shoot threes. It's pure. It's like unblemished. It's natural. It it, it just captivates your mind and your imagination when you watch him throw. So then I had a chance to talk to Trevor's brother. Trevor's brother, Chase Lawrence, is a painter, sculptor, kind of went a different path, older brother. And he said, look, man, Trevor has always been like kind of quirky early, like an introvert or whatever. Like people see him, he's real buttoned up or whatever. But look, man, this dude is very passionate. He's always been very passionate about the game. He loves football. He loves sports and all that other stuff. He said, but um, his brother, who is the painter, the artistic one, he said, I think he has found a way to have balance by Look, he loves it, but being able to step away from it. So I think what we do on the outside, we put how we believe that a player yes. should be on them. And when they fail to live up to that or say that, then you're like, whoa, I mean, if, if I was, I, I love it all. I'd be working right. all the time. And it's, it's, um, it's impossible. Like there has to be a thing. You love radio, but I'm sure every hour of the day is not devoted to the radio, you know? Well, I mean, uh, it feels like it sometimes, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, But no, in all seriousness, I I totally agree. And I don't think there's anything wrong. It's just we want everybody to come – to to work from a place of anger because we mm-hmm. think it gets the best out of them. And I forget who it was, but there was a um, 
there was a, a, a I, I want to say it was either Eddie Vedder or it was Dave Grohl. Um, and both those guys came from the grunge era of, of music with Nirvana and all those guys, the Seattle bands back in the day. Of course, Dave Grohl was the drummer. Now he's the lead singer for the Foo Fighters, Eddie Vedder with Pearl Jam. And they were talking about Kurt Cobain. And Kurt Cobain, mm, there mm-hmm. was a place of anger that he came from. Like there was a place of, you know, I need this. I've got to get all of this off my chest. And he was very tormented in a lot of ways. And in this interview, they were asking either Dave Grohl or Eddie Vedder, and they said, hey, about this song that you wrote, this very deep uh, song about heartbreak and these really intense lyrics, what sort of personal story, what sort of personal struggle that you, did you go to go through to come up with the lyrics for that song? And they said, nothing. I just made it up. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I just made it up. Like there was no place of anger. I was just able to construct a song out of thin air and it really had nothing to do with me. I just, I, I wrote, I, I came up with a story and I wrote it. There was no deep connection and I didn't need to get this off my chest in order to be a better person. And that's why I think Trevor Lawrence looks at it. He says, look, I love football. I love what I do. I can, I am amazing at what I do. But it's not. It, it, I don't. I don't have to have it. And and to me, I just think that we're we're looking at a guy like Tom Brady, who comes from this place of I always got to pr- uh, prove people wrong. Well, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have to do that, and it doesn't mean that he that his approach is wrong. It's just different, and people aren't used to or accustomed to to how he's how he's taking this NFL career and how serious he is taking it. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think people aren't used to that, right? Because the Tom Brady thing, like Tom Brady views himself as the underdog, like he always has to work. Um, he has to do this. But he also is coming into the league as the a, a six-round pick. Trevor Lawrence is coming in as the number one overall pick. Remember yes. when Baker Mayfield was picked number one, but then he was doing the underdog thing? We're like, hold on, dog, hold on. Yeah. Like, hold on. <laughs> you can't play the underdog when you're the Heisman Trophy winner and you're the number one overall pick. Like, yeah. I, I, I understand it, but that – that's that's not the way you script that out. Like if we were making a movie, like that's that's not it. Um, I think, and I kind of coming up, growing up, I was always a Carolina basketball fan. And when I was growing up, Dean Smith was the coach, and at the time, Carolina always finished either first or second in the ACC. So that was the expectation. You knew you watched Carolina during the season; they're gonna finish first or second. They're gonna make a run in the ACC tournament. They're always gonna kind of be in the conversation. And so because I like, I saw myself as a Tar Heel very early. Like, I've never really identified with underdogs, right? And this is kind of coming from maybe an, an, an arrogant place when it comes to fandom, but I've always kind of expected to be a part of the team that is the champion or the winner. And so when you come from that place, you have a greater sense of appreciation for those who are champions. So when you look at the Yankees and the Yankees have won a ton, or you look at the Patriots and the Patriots have won a ton, you don't view them as underdog you don't identify with that you're like yeah man like what they're doing is hard they go all the time and they're always in the conversation where there are others who are like yeah no i'm i'm the underdog i'm gonna take my buster douglas moment and i'm gonna knock him out you're like i want to i want to be tyson i don't want to be the underdog that's always crapping out i want to be i want to be the dude that is always winning yeah you know i i want to be uh you know if we're, we're talking about notre dame um I'd rather be Brady Quinn than Rudy, okay? Like, I just got to be honest with you. I'd rather be Joe Montana than Rudy. And then you come to find out that the movie Rudy, a lot of it was just pure crap. Uh, Like, it was not true. Don't don't do that for me. I'm not listening. Nah, 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 nah. nah. (laughs) 
Joe Montana was on that team and he corroborated those stories. Joe Montana said, listen, man, we, we, we carried him off on our shoulders because we thought it was funny. Nobody turned their jerseys in to try yes. and get him into the game. Come None on. of that happened. Come on. I'm just, well, listen, I mean, that, that's, Rudy, that's the Rudy, part of the story Rudy. that I heard. Look, I love the movie. It's great. But, but at a certain point, and here's the other thing with this. There's more than one way to skin a cat. All right. Mm -hmm. Like you can take the Belichick approach or you can take the Bruce Arians approach. And I remember watching the football life documentary on Bruce Arians in which he said, I tell my coaches all the time, if you miss one recital, one birthday, one uh, uh, class uh, party, anything for your kids and your family, anything, one anniversary, you're fired. Mm -hmm. He's all do not let this job be more important than what you have at home. And you could say whatever you want. Well, that's a loser's mentality. All I know is this. Um, yeah, Bruce Arians has got one Super Bowl. But, man, it's not like he hasn't had success at a lot of places that he's been to, whether it was in college. Uh, was it Temple? I think he was the head coach at Temple, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Um, like, he's had success at a lot of places. So you don't have to just only be the Belichick approach. You can have the Bruce Arians mm -hmm. approach. Many ways and to and do Trevor it. Lawrence has got a different approach. I mean, Many ways just, to do it. I will also yeah. say this because I think it dovetails with um, Trevor Lawrence in perspective and just understanding. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is deeply devout, like very religious, comes from a very religious household. And so if he has poured in everything just from a religious standpoint, you will understand why he says, hey, football is a big part of who, what I like to do, but it doesn't define me. And so I think at a time when we're talking about our heroes and athletes and all of these things. I think we have mixed messages when it comes to athletes because so much of what we do is like, we always get on them like oh, athletes or whatever. Then I, I can't understand why they went broke. How'd they go broke after that? Like, well, okay. So you want the guy who was all in to football, but he hasn't learned how to do anything else. But then you're right. mad at him when he makes these missteps outside of the sport. It, I mean, I think we're at a point now, especially those who have grown up in this age where, I mean, Twitter and IG has been a huge part of their life and their existence. They look beyond the lines. They're have, they have interests beyond that. And I think we, as the older generation, have to be able to understand, like, yeah, you can, you can do more. I think the pandemic has been re revealing in terms of trying to figure out, like, people can work at home, work-life balance, being able to do different things, not being tied to your chair and in the cubicle the entire time, but being able to say, okay, I'm going to turn on my computer at Eight, I'm, if I work hard, I might be done it too. And and also, the one player who probably didn't need to play last year in 2020 and was still going to get drafted high was Trevor Lawrence. He mm -hmm. was the number one pick no matter what. And guess who was one of the the loudest voices trying to get the season back and and get the season in? It was Trevor Lawrence. So this idea that oh my god, you know his mentality, his heart's not in the right place. I just I think it's crap. I I think to your point, we are at the point where. Let's get this drafted, okay? Like, there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, we we are we are now paralysis by analysis with a lot of these guys. Uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, our NFL insider is going to tell you what he is hearing about the top of the NFL draft and a team that could be moving into the top ten. We'll have that for you next year on FSR. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up later on this hour, it is the Iowa Minute. I will be boycotting that as well, too. I will be leaving the studio at that time, uh, wanting no part of the Iowa Minute after I was big-timed uh, by uh, by Iowa Sam uh, yesterday here on Fox Sports Radio. So we will, uh, we will have that for you here. You'll get to enjoy it. I will not. Coming up later in the hour here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, right now, though, uh, he is always kind enough to join us every single week here on FSR. He is Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Adam, Jonas, and Bucky, what's happening? Guys, good to talk to you. You know, I love the Iowa Minute because it brings me back to kind of where I was at as a kid, you know, growing up. And we were talking about the NCAA basketball tournament. And, yeah. But don't forget about the, the Iowa football team with Hayden Fry and, 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 and those guys coaching back in the day. Okay, since, since we're on the topic of Iowa, and, and trust me, the last thing I want to do is be on the topic of Iowa. But since we're on it, let me ask you, was it, were the rumors of Kirk Ferentz uh, and, and there being real NFL interest in him? Yes. Was that all, so that was legit? He was going to be the Chiefs head coach, um, but he did not want to leave. He was Scott Pioli, the then general manager of the Chiefs' top choice. Unfortunately, Scott was not able to hire him because Kirk was not going to leave. They were very, they were very close friends. He stayed uh, at Iowa, and then um, as it would turn out, 
uh, he would go in a different direction uh, with Todd Haley. Um, they did win a division together, but uh, the, the, things did not end well for either guy there. So that wasn't that long ago then. So that there was real interest there. Because what, what was that, 2012, 13 maybe? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, it would be before that because it would be 09 or 10. The reason why I know that is because Scott was actually, believe it or not, he sat in, if I recall what I reported back then. It was really bizarre. I think he actually sat in Andy Reid's interview um, with, uh, with the Chiefs management, and then he lost his job. So it was just mm. kind of weird. This is, again, wow. this is going back eight years. That was Scott's last year. I think Scott's last season as the GM was 12, and he became the Chiefs head coach in, in – uh, in 2013, and really, if you and in fact, if you guys recall, so many of Andy's friends told him to take the year off, you know, just decompress. You'd be yeah. coaching for so many decades, and he was right. He decided not to take off, and uh, that turned out to be a good decision. Wow, interesting, good story. Um, all right, so Adam Kaplan, uh, let's talk about uh, the story that continues to to come up every single week when we uh, have this discussion with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's what the 49ers are going to do at three. Because last week, everybody, uh, we were discussing Mac Jones. This week, the betting odds have now shifted to <laughs> Justin Fields. What? Okay. What's the truth from from people you've talked to about who's going to go number three? Because I'm trying to make a little bit of money. Well, on this I'll, I'll explain you to why the money, in terms of if you're wagering on it, the better player is, is Justin Fields. He's got the more upside. He's got a lot of abilities, more mobile. Um, if you if you took polls of 32 NFL teams, I would guarantee a majority of them would grade or have graded or will grade Justin Fields over Mac Jones. Mac Jones, as you, the three of us have talked about on the segment for several weeks, he's a West Coast offensive quarterback. He's not going to wow you with arm th- strength. He's not going to wow you with athleticism. He's going to wow you with, with smarts and accuracy. But the, the problem that, he ha- that you have with him is why some teams see him as a late first round, early second round grade is if you ask him to drive the field w- with his arm, it's going to be a problem. Now, now again, I, I don't want to say he's Joe Montana. That, that this is, please don't understand. Don't misunderstand me. But if you structure your offense where you're getting the ball out of the guy's hands quickly, occasionally throwing a pass 15 yards, you could win with this guy. But I, I, to trade up for a guy like that is just, I mean, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But there's a saying in the National Football League, you just have to be right and not worry about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Before we get back to the draft, I have to note, because there's all these statements we're seeing from teams or their player reps. And those, yeah. Can you – can you explain a little bit what's going on with players um, saying that they're not going to report to some of the offseason workouts and programming? Yeah, Bucky, so the way it's going to be is, um, and we're not going to have the entire league do this, what, what, even if 32 teams say we're not going to come, some players have to be there because, as you know, Bucky, from scouting, rookies, late-round picks, undrafted free agents, they need reps. So to think that every single NFL player mm-hmm. won't re- re- uh, uh, you know, be, show up to their, the off-season program, that's not going to happen. But there, a lot of players are probably not going to show up. And, and, and the, wor- the word around the league is, if you've been in the league three years or more, particularly veterans, vested veterans for four years or more, you don't need the off-season program. You can work out on your own. Uh, now, some guys, now here's the, here's the catch, some guys who have workout bonuses in, in their contract, they have a decision to make. Now, last year, the way it worked in it, um, Agents are telling me that if you're a player who had a workout bonus to earn, 
you would have to tape with your phone your workout and send it to the um, your, the strength and conditioning coach so he could grade it and make sure you worked out. Like usually it's usually eight or ninety percent. Mm. They did it over the phone. It's crazy, <laughs> but you would have to do that. You would have to you would have to film it. Really? Yeah. Like that, that, yep. That's how all yep. that went. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Accountability. Yeah. God, yes. Sure. You John, have to. It's, see it. it's, it's a, look, we're, we're going to have an offseason. Now, the, the question is, when are we going to have it? We, if, we believe is, uh, Jonas, we're going to have the mandatory camp in late June. That's the, probably the only one we're going to have. That, that's just the feeling right now as we're less than two weeks from the draft. Uh, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio, NFL Insider, Sirius XM, NFL Radio, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you here. Um, all right, so we've got, obviously there's been one trade up into the top three. Is there potentially another team that could be trading into the top 10 or rumblings of a team that could be moving up to grab one of these quarterbacks if they're available, maybe even the top five, Adam, that you've talked to? I would say Jonas cornerback will we'll switch to the defensive side of the football. There are two gems in this draft, two former two two players whose, whose fathers played in the National Football League. J.C. Horn, uh, who's who's really uh, to me, if you're if you're taking Caleb Farley out of this because he's going to drop because of his his uh, injury grades from teams, he's a Virginia Tech corner, but his his two years of tape of playing corner is phenomenal. But if you just look at the two corners that, that people think will go in the top ten to twelve, J.C. Horn will not make it past twelve. Uh, to the Eagles, and neither were Patrick Sertan. The Eagles are going to draft one of those guys, I believe, if they're there. I don't believe they're going to make it, though. So when you talk about teams trading up, if you want a corner, if you're Dallas or you're Philly, both teams, Eagles are a little bit more of a dire need. It's a current and future need. The Eagles have one corner that they could start on the outside. They Now, I know they already they, they, they traded back to get an extra first-round pick. And it's, I would say, odds are against them trading up because they have, they're in a total rebuild here. This is kind of where they're at. They, the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, called it a transition period, but it's more of a rebuild if you talk to other teams who have graded the roster. Philly needs corners. Dallas needs corners. If you want a corner, these are the top two guys you, you want. Horn is probably the better football player. Sertain's more of a, if you, more of a, te- uh, a technician if you, just, if you graded the tape of both players. Now, let's get over to qu- quarterback. I don't see it. Um, I, I, I would be very surprised if we had a team. Now, I know people, the rumors are uh, uh, the Bears are going to trade up from 20. I don't see that. Um, the only way that would happen to me is if Justin Fields, and this could happen, Fields doesn't go to three. He could be dropping to the teens. Now, if that happens, Jonas, that's where we might see a team trading up for Fields because he's got so much ability. Wow. I. That's crazy to think that uh, him, who was for the longest time the number two guy, that he would drop to the teens. But look at it though. If you look at the teams past Atlanta, and Atlanta, I don't, I don't see them doing a quarterback there. I know they needed, they need to figure out who Matt Ryan's replacement is. But by contract structure, they're pretty much stuck with Ryan for this season to next season. And they're they're also in a rebuild. It's a bad roster. They need a really upgrade on both sides of football, particularly defense. But if he gets past Atlanta. If you go through picks 5 through 12, I don't know if there's a team that would take a quarterback there. That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying, and the Eagles definitely want to see Jalen Hurts play here. If they don't, it's a major long shot now for Deshaun Watson because of his legal issues. They've been in on, on him since, I'm told, since really started for agency. But let's just put him to the side now, Watson. Tell me where Fields is going to go to the teams if they stay there. To, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a team for him right now. No Denver at 9? Denver at 9, you don't think... You know, I, if they don't make it okay, the, if they don't make a trade for Teddy Bridgewater, George Payton, the GM of the Denver, was the assistant general manager of the Vikings uh, for many years, so he knows Teddy very well. If they don't make that trade, 
that would be a team, and they've already said they're going to have competition, but I don't know if they're ready to give them Drew Locke yet. Uh, now, the good thing for Bronco fans is they don't believe it, despite their, their losing record the last couple of years, they don't have a lot of needs. Mm-hmm. Locke, and I'm glad you brought him up, we have a new general manager, so we can't dismiss it. That would be the only team, but right now I wouldn't put that in pencil right now. I'm, I'm not willing to put him there yet, but I might the week of the draft as I get more information. Adam, we saw the Cleveland Browns go and get Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. The money's a little inflated because it seems like it's very incentive-laden. It is. It's only about what, $8 million. What, yeah. what is it about Jadavian Clowney that keeps luring these teams <laughs> in, thinking that he is going to be maybe something that he hasn't proven to be thus far in his career? Bucky, I'm going to give you a, a note that I have in my phone because I, have, I, I haven't been able to use it yet, so this is the first time I've been able to use it. This is really good. So I got this All yesterday. Right. Can we get like some intro music for this, please? Well, Lee, I, we were just talking, about, talking to Sam. Uh, we, were talking about, we were talking about Clowney's contract. So I asked this high-ranking personnel source. Well, here, Adam, uh, hold on. Let, let's, let's, yeah. let's build this up a little bit. Let's okay. make this dramatic, all right? So we have some build-up music. This is the first-ever note read here on the air from, uh, <laughs> from Adam Kaplan. I, I love this stuff. This is, uh, this is the kind of shenanigans you get. And this is also why we're on the weekends, <laughs> ironically enough. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Quote from a high-ranking league source. The last time Clowney put together good tape was 2018. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have paid him half of what he's going to make with Cleveland this year. Mm. So this plays to what Bucky Jeez. just said. Bucky knows as a personnel guy, he's just not really that good. Uh, my buddy Greg Cosell from NFL Films, who uh, came on our show this week, I mean, he broke down his tape. He said he's not a very good pass rusher. He's more hype than anything. What he is, he's a flash player. He's had so many surgeries and injuries. Um, the the, 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 the uh, groin surgery back here in Philly from Dr. Myers. Uh, he's had elbow problems, knee problems, ankle problems, soft tissue injury problems. I mean, he's only 28 years old, but uh, you're, you're see the Browns guys. If you look at the Browns situation, they don't have a starting defensive end um, opposite Miles Garrett. Remember, they cut um, Adrian Claiborne. They they don't really have anyone. So to me, they're they're they're, they're playing for upside here. They're they're hopeful that he'll he is a good run defender, but you're not paying him to, to stop the run. You're paying him to rush the passer and. And don't forget, they also cut Sheldon Richardson. Mm-hmm. When they're starting D tackle. They're really light at D tackle. That's a team that kind of has to rebuild the interior of their defense. So is this one of those things, uh, before we let you go, is this is this like the Josh Gordon thing, to where everyone keeps waiting up, man, Good Josh point. Gordon, Got Josh it. Gordon, and it's like yep. he had one year. He didn't even play the full season, Monster but he had the year, one yeah. it was It was unbelievable with Jason Campbell. I think Brian Hoyer was one of the other quarterbacks there. He put up monster numbers, but at some point, we, we have to acknowledge, that was like 10 years ago almost. I mean, it was one year, you know and what? yet he continues to get a bunch of chances. I was at Josh Gordon's first ever practice, if I'm remembering right, 2012 with the Browns after he was a supplemental pick. You don't find guys who can, who, who can move like he can at his size. A gifted kid, but very troubled, obviously, off the field. And I just, you're right, Jonas, because teams are so infatuated with speed or explosion or flash plays. It's like Deshaun Jackson, okay? Mm-hmm. Tremendous football player, 35 years old. He's going to make about $4.5 million this season. You're paying for something that he's done in the past and he could still do, but you don't know that he's going to be on the field. Why not pay him minimum salary and make him earn the rest of it? But um, Sean McVay, I'm told, has a, a, a personal relationship with Deshaun. He wanted him. He had him in Washington. He wants him back here, and he, he got him in L.A. Uh, Adam Kaplan, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, Sirius XM NFL Radio. Get him on Twitter, at Kaplan NFL. Always a good follow, especially in the days leading up to the draft. Adam, we always appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. 
uh, Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. And it's it's also partly the ego thing, right? To where teams, Bucky, think, oh, I'm going to be the guy who's going to get the most out of him. Like, I'm going to be the guy who's going to get the most out of all that potential. Because I can't figure out the clowny thing. I really I really don't get it. I, I don't know why this continue. He continues to... To, to get the opportunity to to get that kind of money, it's just it's got to be somebody who sees him and sees his uh, the flash, as Adam pointed out, and thinks they can be the one that that can that can figure out the way to get the most out of his body. It's gotta yeah, be. yeah. I mean, some of his confirmation bias. If you put a big grade on when he was coming out, entering the league, then you you're more apt to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, "Hey, it's the environment. We just need to put him in the right environment." And all that talent that I saw way back when will come to the surface. And there's no guarantee the guy's never had double-digit sacks in his career. Even during his all-pro, Pro Bowl seasons, he never topped 10 sacks. And so you talk about 21 games. The last 21 games, he only has three sacks. So what you're getting is a high-end run defender who might be able to impact the, the passing game a little bit, but we just don't know. And that's, that's a lot of money to give up for a guy that has some limitations. Yeah, it's uh, very, very puzzling. Uh, he's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we will have the Iowa Minute. Um, it'll be in my departure from the show for a segment because I, w- I want no part of anything that has to do with Iowa here on this show today because of my grievance against Iowa Sam. So that is yours next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much. We'll start in the NBA where the Lakers are hosting Utah and L.A. with a 98-92 lead over the Jazz. 7-16 to play in the fourth quarter of this contest. Andre Drummond has 20 points. Dennis Schroeder 17. Contavious Caldwell-Pope 18. Montrez Harrell 12. Those four players in double figures. The Lakers again with a seven-point lead. Meanwhile, on the Major League Baseball Diamonds, they are into the top of the eighth inning in Cleveland. A 2-1 lead over Cincinnati. The Indians holding on thanks to that Andres Jimenez home run back in the fourth inning. St. Louis a 9-4 advantage as they play at Philadelphia. That game now in the sixth although the Cardinals are batting with the bases loaded. The White Sox and Red Sox tied at three. That game into the seventh inning, and Oakland continues to shut out Detroit 7-0 in the eighth. They're underway. Colorado not doing well at home against the Mets. New York up 1-0. That's in the fifth inning. Miami a 1-0 win over San Francisco in the second inning. Earlier, Chris Bryant, two home runs, four RBI. The Cubs hammer Atlanta 13-4. The Milwaukee Brewers placing Christian Yelich on the 10-day injured list. That with back issues and back to the NBA where the association fined the Toronto Raptors $25,000 for violating the league's policy on player rest and injury reporting. And the New Orleans Saints make an announcement through the NFLPA that they will not be taking part in voluntary off-season workouts. We will be taking part in voluntary rejoining of the Jonas Knox Bucky Brooks show right now. Thank you, Ralph. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. It's nice to have a professional uh, bottom of the hour update, isn't it, Bucky? Yeah, that's like, very, it's nice very, to have a, very professional. Yeah, not, not one that's going to take shots at people here on the air like Dave Gascon <laughs> very, normally does. David Gaskin? Uh, there's... <laughs> whatever that is all right coming up next it is the iowa minute it is uh it, we don't want to do it uh, but many of you love it uh if you want to find out what all the buzz is about in regards to one of the hottest segments on the weekends of sports talk radio don't go anywhere it is yours next year on fsr david gaffigan 
He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up top of next hour here, about 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio, Bucky Brooks has identified the top unicorns in the NFL draft. We will jump into that here again 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Bucky, uh, are you ready for uh, the Iowa Minute? Are you? Uh, I've been you thinking about, about this. this. I've been thinking about this all day. I woke up with like, man, I can't wait to see what my man Iowa Sam has for us today can't right. wait yeah you uh so you're the one uh all right so here we go uh it is uh bucky's favorite part of the show it's time for this hey got a minute hey this heaven no it's iowa like you give a damn now presenting the most up-to-date happenings from iowa's four division one teams ladies and gentlemen cows and pigs it's the iowa minute Here's Iowa Sam. And here we go. And I, I do need you guys fully engaged because I'm going to be asking questions about taste and preference, uh, general life things later in this segment. So I, uh, I'm going to need you guys to be uh, fully with me here. Very important. Yeah. Uh, this is a handwritten Iowa Minute, as I mentioned earlier. So you know it's going to be either fantastic or mediocre, but always authentic. We'll start this Iowa Minute by wrapping up the Iowa men's basketball season, which ended weeks ago. But at least I'm done bringing up the consensus player of the year, Luca Garza. Except right there. Um, Why are we talking about him at all? Uh, well, actually, no. I might have something on him later. I was uh, talking to Lee. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, oh, Lee's, uh, Lee's, Lee's not in here. Lee left. <laughs> so uh, he, he did what you, he what did. you were going to do. He actually uh, was good on his word there. He left the studio. Um, not surprisingly, uh, Iowa's second leading scorer, guard uh, Joe Wieskamp, for the second time in his Iowa career, is going through the NBA draft evaluation process while also retaining his NCAA eligibility. Wieskamp's points per game only went up by about a point, so we'll wait and see on that. Who gives a all right, the uh, crowd has spoken. But yeah, Iowa basketball has some serious holes to fill next season. All right, this is actually what I based my entire Iowa Minute around this week. You guys like pizza? Bucky, you like pizza? Yeah, I do. Who I mean, like pizza? You're both in great shape. You guys take care of yourselves. You watch what you eat. But you'll eat some like pizza, pizza, right? Yeah, I will eat pizza. A little cheat, little cheat pizza? What about what cereal? Your, what's your favorite uh, pizza, Bucky? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are your Maybe favorite a little topics? margarita? Okay, that's good. Oh, that's actually that's grown on me. The older I get, that's that's an adult pizza. When you're a kid, you don't want a margarita. You, when you the older you get, you like uh, you know another one that's a good one: jalapenos and pineapple. Oh, yep. Oh yeah. Yep. What about? Oh, there's Lee. He came back in the studio. Hey Lee. Hey, hey guys. Lee. All right. <laughs> Did what I about Iowa Minute? Nope. Still going. Damn. We're in the thick of it right now. Little uh, jalapeno and sausage, banana pepper and sausage. That's a good combo as well. That's what I. We are Fox Sports. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about cereal? Do you guys like cereal? Yes, we uh, do. I, I did I like when I was cereal. a kid. Okay. A big, big Golden Grams fan when I was a kid. Not so Golden Grams, Bucky. What's your go-to if you still eat cereal? Uh, I, I hate to say this, but like Cheerios. Like Cheerios are great. Honey, honey nut Cheerios. Very honey nut Cheerios. That's classic. Little it's uh, always a good one. Little two percent milk in there. Little whole milk. That's uh, very satisfying. Little caloric. Um. How do you guys feel about Fruit Loops? We're, love, getting, we're getting somewhere, I, I do, promise. I do like Fruit Loops. Okay. I, Fruit I am Loops. a Fruit Loops fan. Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. Okay. Yeah. Jones? Not, not not a fan. It's like uh, the, like I like I like the cereal O's, but the problem is the roof of my mouth. You know, like it it's cuts like, up the roof yeah. of my mouth. It's like chewing yeah. on razor blades or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem. 
Yeah. Um, would you ever consider eating pizza with Fruit Loops as a topping? No. Okay, that sounds like a Carnival Eats uh, uh, item. Like Dear Asia. God. Good. Uh, you know what, though? F it. Why not? Many thanks to producer, editor, and FSR Swiss Army knife Vince Close for bringing this to my attention back in February. I've been sitting on this story for a while now. There is a pizzeria pizzeria in Iowa called Fong's Pizza. Uh, they put Chinese food on pizza, and now with multiple locations, Fong's popularity is exploding. Their original location is in Des Moines. Now several of the franchises are putting Fruit Loops on pizza. Apparently, it's the bee's knees. So you guys would try that? Bucky, you wouldn't? Uh, no. You wouldn't do it? Jonas, you would. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I really like uh, Chinese food, man. Chinese food's good. See, I don't need the rice. I, I just I just no. need the Chinese food. Um, beef you and broccoli. You can. Beef no. and broccoli, mm. very good. They, uh, yeah. They also do a crab You're Rangoon not a Chinese pizza. food guy, Bucky? You I don't do, like Chinese food? I do, but I don't want it on a pizza. They do a crab I'm Rangoon f- pizza. I'd try that. I would definitely try that. But uh, yeah, Fruit Loops on pizza is their new thing, and apparently it is very popular. That was is my that the, main story. Is that the only Chinese food uh, in Iowa? Is no, that the only no. one? No, we, everything in Iowa is better than you make it out to be. I mean, we actually have fresh sushi, probably fresh whoa, frozen. Whoa, whoa, It's not like caught off the coast because we're whoa, a landlocked fresh. state. Whoa, where, where, yeah, where, where is the sushi coming from? Fresh. It's blown in from I, somewhere. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say fresh. Fresh? <laughs> Like, come on, Sam. It that's is. like that's like saying you got a tan in Alaska. Like, come on, no, you man. Can get a tan like, in Alaska. The, you, no, no, you can't. Not unless there's a tanning salon there. Like, there's like fresh. We're talking fresh. Flash frozen. Uh, technology has made strides recently. Okay. I ate a lot of sushi growing up. I'm a sushi guy, and I brought my taste out to California. All right. Here's a hot take for you guys. Tell me what you think of this, Bucky. All right. Chinese food's better than sushi, and Indian food's better than Thai food. How about that? Uh, close. I mean, I like Thai and Indian food, so I, I'm 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 okay with either way. I love Indian food. Indian you got Indian food great. in a, in a Iowa, Sam. You got any Indian food there? Do. You do yep. not. We Guaranteed, do. you don't. Guaranteed. Actually, you had don't. another Prove Luca it. Garza story to get to, but we went on time here. So. Oh well, yeah, because I mean, you, you, you took your time. You took your time talking about cereal Fruit loops. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was an eight, <laughs> an eight minute lead in. Like, I'm just saying. Just, like I mean, a story a about quicker. Fruit Loops, and neither one of us listed Fruit Loops as a cereal that was our go-to. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> That's your Iowa Minute. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. 
I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So we are on the topic of unicorns in the NFL draft, a player, a quality player, a rare player that could fall to your team. We will have that for you here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. That guy right over there is Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can spend time with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are taking part in this program. We appreciate you doing so. Hanging out with you here all the way up until 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, A beautiful Saturday in most parts of the country. Actually, that's a lie. I saw some snow up in the Northeast, uh, just some very bizarre weather, Uh, but nonetheless, it is always uh, always warm and fuzzy inside here with Bucky Brooks and myself. Bucky, my guy, what the hell's happening here? Man, it's all good. Just another wonderful Saturday. I'm sitting here watching the Jazz about to drop the Lakers. That makes it tough for L.A. Yeah, well, I mean, listen. Jordan uh, Clarkson just hit a three. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a little rough here. I mean, it's probably going to be even more rough when the Clippers get to the finals. It's probably going to be even uh, really more when, rough when yeah. pl- when playoff P playoff P <laughs> playoff right, P. Brooks. <laughs> I just I just would like to see them play in a series against Portland on the way. As long as they play Portland on the way, I'm good. That's a, I totally agree. That feud between uh, first of all, Damian Lillard seems like he wants to fight everybody. I mean, it's but no, okay. yeah, angry. I, angry. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think mm-hmm. he's phenomenal. Um, I know a lot of our, uh, our great affiliate <laughs> Rip City Radio and Six Twenty, uh, big fans of a uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, Brian No, who will be coming up uh, next mm-hmm. hour with uh, Ephraim Salam. He obviously uh, uh, works locally in in Portland as well too. So I love Dame Lillard. I love the the Portland Trailblazers. I just feel like this. Year's the Clippers' year. Like this is going to be the year. Yeah, yeah. I have to see it to believe it. Um, but it's never a good thing when you give yourself a nickname. Playoff you know, P. You don't like well. that? Well, it's like uh, it's like your buddy, your former teammate who had all the towels engraved at his own, in his own bathroom. What do you call him? Big, <laughs> big fella. Yeah, big, big fella. fella. My guy. It's <laughs> my guy. Yeah, uh, uh, Bucky told that story on there. What was it? You went to use the restroom and you you saw yeah, that all the I towels went, are engraved yeah, in his uh in his in his dorm in his dorm room. He stayed at a little luxury suite dorm room. I went in there and I was like, oh man, I got to wash my hands and wash my hands. Like, oh, he was like, oh, ho, ho, don't grab, don't grab the towel. <laughs> yeah, don't grab the towel that says Big Fella embroidered on it. I was like, yeah. um, hmm. 
Yeah, I said I said engraved like it was uh, like mm-hmm. a tombstone. That's all right. Um, yeah, but right. uh, but credit to uh, Lee Delap who corrected me in my ear. It was Lee that said embroidered. So, oh. so good job for Lee Delap who, oh. who corrected me on that. Only Lee Delap. Mm. Nobody else would have done that here on mm. the show to help me out. Just only Lee Delap behind the scenes. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, so and and do we have ourselves an overtime situation there? We do. Uh, in, Dennis Ruder oh, went win one on one. Got a wow. got a layup. Dropped it How in at the that? cup. How about that? Some, an overtime situation uh, in mm-hmm. the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we have uh, somebody else complaining about the Iowa Minute on Twitter. Uh, guy saying, uh, can you stop using the music from Stripes behind Iowa Sam? He says, I keep thinking I'm going to walk outside and see an armored Winnebago. Uh, so uh, there's that. Now, you just can't make anybody happy these days. But uh, nonetheless, it's very, uh, very difficult. I get very... so many compliments for that theme. Yeah. I do really you? Do. Yeah. People are like, what is that? I love that. Mm. That's not going anywhere. Stripes. I think that was also Lee DeLap who picked that one as well, too. Stripes. Lee really uh, Bill you know, works behind the John scenes Candy. on all that stuff. Mm. Um, all right. So you have done it again. Uh, you, have. you are a master at putting together uh, top five lists mm. uh, on NFL.com. So for mm. anybody who, who's not seen Bucky's work, I encourage you to do so because – it's somebody who's done it at every level, whether it be a player, you've coached, you've scouted, uh, you're an analyst, you're a host, all of that stuff. Every single Friday on NFL.com. And this is a yearly thing, right? You don't take any weeks off. No, no, we, are, we, we, we put in work. We grind it. So, so you, and that was one of the, how you really got into the business on this side of things, right? Is that you started to put together columns and articles. Yeah, and, the writing, writing kind of paved the way. Kind of set the table for everything. And so you, every single week on NFL.com, will put together your notebook of just things that are jumping out to you around the league. And you'll put together some top five lists, um, depending on where we're at during the NFL season or the off season. And with the draft coming up, you've identified unicorns. Mm. All right, so draft unicorns. So before we get into the top five lists, what would, what would uh, constitute being a, a unicorn to you, Bucky Brooks, when it comes to the draft and these prospects? See, it's hard, right? Because unicorn has so many different connotations, if you can. Kind of know what I mean, you know what I'm saying, Joe? It's like, yes, I do. Some people I talk about unicorns and trust me, yeah, it's a little different. So, I yeah. want to make sure I'm clearing, like, look, this is this is a G rated <laughs> program, not you know, one of those that goes in the good, uh, per se. but yeah. So, a unicorn, the belt, everybody, yeah, a, uni- a unicorn for me is a guy who just has rare abilities, u- unique abilities, talent that allows them to do things in a, a specialized role that many players can't play. So we call them hybrids or whatever. I've just taken the hybrid and advanced it to create unicorn. Because I think I think unicorn just has a, a, a better picture, better visual, you know? So I feel like it's kind of like playing my... My my little pony, you know. Well, uh, that that is, uh, and and we mentioned the pony in Starkville <laughs> earlier in the show. It all comes around. Like if, if you wonder uh, whether or not there's a thread through the show, here's the thread. Uh, it is the word pony as we get all the way through it. Um, now here's you did. I remember this. Uh, uh, probably buddy was it? Or it was during the season, or it might have been mm-hmm. last off season. But we did, you know, top five transcendent quarterbacks. Mm. Oh, people and that hot. oh, saucy. they got pissed Ooh, because I think Stafford was one of them yes and nobody could nobody could just wrap their minds around the idea that the key word was transcendent not mm. best player not most playoff wins but transcendent do you feel like you're going to get some of the negative pushback on on the unicorn no, I think this, portion no, no, i think i think everyone can can kind of relate to the unicorn i think this would be easy this 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 would be critic criticism free 
Okay, so here we go. It is time for Bucky Brooks's top five unicorns mm. in the NFL draft. We will start at five and work ourselves up to one. Take it away. Okay, so here we go. I'm going number I'm going. five. Oh. There you go. Okay, I had to wait. I had to wait for my number. I got it. <laughs> I got it. We got number five. Najee Harris from Alabama. He's a unicorn because Levy and Bill coined the phrase running back one, wide receiver two. Well, Najee Harris is that big body back that can run inside and do all the dirty work as a runner, but also go outside and run routes. Outstanding hands. He is the guy. Let's go to number four. Number four. Ooh, these guys, they call him J-O-K. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa from Notre Dame. He is, man, he's a he's a defensive coordinator's dream. He's a guy that has the physicality and toughness to play in the box like a linebacker, but the speed and quickness to play outside maybe as a safety. This is the new school guy, kind of like the Jerwin James or the Jamal Adams, a safety with some thump. He's going to be an exciting player at the next level. Number three. Ooh, number three. Look, my man, Micah Parsons oh, from yeah. Penn State. Yeah. I think he is the best defender in the draft. I think we will see in a year or two. We'll talk about this guy being eventually a defensive player of the year candidate. You just don't say in, see inside linebackers with his size, strength, physicality, and his ability to make disruptive plays at the next level. He's a fantastic player, outstanding prospect. He is a unicorn. I'm saying it right now. Number two. Okay, so we talked briefly about the quarterback, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. When we look at quarterbacks, it look, there are a lot of quarterbacks here that are dual-threat playmakers, but Trey Lance is the best of them all when it comes to his dual playmaking ability. 2,700 passing yards, 1,000 rushing yards in 2019 at North Dakota State. We will see him unleashed at the next level. He is a true dual-threat in the mold of Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Number one. Number one, Kyle Pitts. Everyone talks about him. I can't look, I can't keep singing this guy's praises. Kyle Pitts from Florida is unique. He's a big time talent. He's a jumbo sized wide receiver in a tight end body, built like an NBA power forward, but he makes plays over the middle of the field like he's one of those perimeter playmakers. He is someone that is going to change the game on the outside. When you think of Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts is in that mold. And there it is, Bucky Brooks' top five unicorns in the NFL draft. Uh, And I've got uh, some follow-up questions for you just in regards to to where Mm. you think these guys might end up going. All right, so let's start at the top with Pitts. Um, There's this report out that Jerry Jones is, quote, infatuated Mm -hmm. with uh, with Kyle Pitts. I mean, look, he was also infatuated with, uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, Paxton Lynch back in the day, and he was infatuated with Johnny Manziel. So a lot of this, I just wonder if Jerry Jones has got to get his, uh, got to meet his quota uh, to to get get his quote-worthy comment in. Where does Kyle Pitts go, though? Because, I mean, is it going to be four to the Falcons? I mean, is Matt Ryan going to end up with another weapon, a guy who's been been had so many weapons during the course of his career? Is he going to end up with another stud weapon to throw to with Kyle Pitts at number four? Yeah, I think this might – I think that might be the case. I think, Jesus, I think Kyle man. Pitts may get it because Adam Kaplan alluded to – the contract situation. I mean, the dead money is so prohibitive from the Falcons to be able to move on from him. Right. Maybe you try and run it back with that offense and try and score enough points where maybe the defense is good enough. Maybe you can sneak into the, the playoffs. Remember, extra game, extra playoff spot. Arthur Smith is trying to get off to a fast start. He may put a tight end in the middle of the field and make life easy for Matt Ryan. So you're going to have Kyle Pitts, you're going to have uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, you're going to have Julio, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Damn. You don't like that? 
Well, like it's that? just Matt Ryan has had. So, I mean, there's he has so many good players throughout the course of his career. Whether it's Jones or Roddy White or or uh, a Tony Gonzalez or uh, Michael Turner. I think people forget how good of a back Michael Turner was for all these years. It just feels like he's always got a Devonte Freeman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who's the, the the guy who split time with Devonte Freeman? Uh, Tevin uh, Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Like he just. It seems like he's always had good weapons around him to throw to. So if they end up with pits, I mean, good God, man. Like, like who do you who do you choose to stop there? Because I still Julio Jones was banged up last year. I still think he's got a couple of years left of top quality football in his career. Yeah, look, he 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 certainly has the ability to continue to play and play at a high level. I don't know if he'll continue to be the number one there as long as um, Calvin Ridley is continuing to grow and evolve yeah. and emerge as a a front line receiver. But having both of those guys on the perimeter, someone that can control the middle of the field. With a veteran quarterback like Ryan, you can, just from an offensive standpoint, you can win games, you know, and then defensively, they just have to slow the bleeding. They don't have to necessarily shut people out. They just have to be able to kind of keep people from catching up when they're chasing points. Here's the other thing Um, on the Trey Lance. I know you have him number two on this list. I didn't know he was as big as he was. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like when you watch him play, you don't, you don't think like, oh, well, that, you know, that that that's that's a big. Like I had no idea he was as big as he was just based on on how he plays. It's like, you know, Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway back in the day was this really mm-hmm. long, lengthy point guard, and and we didn't really see a lot. We saw Magic Johnson, but we didn't see a lot of Penny Hardaway. And then you then you find out like, man, he's a point guard and he's six eight or six nine, whatever he was. It was just it's it's it was bizarre to watch Trey Lance I had no idea he was as big as he was so like even like the comparison to Lamar Jackson he's got he's much bigger than Lamar Jackson no as far as just just size alone coming into the next level yeah he's much thicker he's much thicker when you when you think about he's 235 pounds he's got it was recruited to play outside linebacker and safety for some big 10 programs and I know the worst thing that happened to Trey Lance is he played that one game and yeah. that one game, which was supposed to be a show-off game, has really kind of clouded and muddied how people view him. If you go back and watch him in 2019, he was fantastic. He was one of the reasons why people were celebrating and talking about, hey, it's not just Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. You might want to keep this kid in mind. And if you go back and you revisit those reports and revisit how people talked about him prior to this season, I think you can appreciate his game and appreciate what he brings to the table a little more. Uh, Najee Harris, first-round pick? Ooh, it's going to be tough, man. But just because the way people view the running back position, it's just going to be a little tougher. Uh, I think he's a first-round talent. I'm not necessarily 100% convinced that he goes or another running back goes in the first round. See, I think uh, Pittsburgh is going to take a running back early because I think they have to take a running back early. Like they, it feels like when they James Connors now in Arizona, they, you know, we 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 heard from everybody, oh, don't worry about it, forget Le'Veon Bell, James Conner can step right in and take over, and it didn't work out. He just he couldn't stay healthy. It just didn't work. It feels like Pittsburgh's got to be in the running back market early. I mean, it feels like it. Uh, all right. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. Uh, this is Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, we will talk with our NFL analyst, uh, a guy who played the position of quarterback for many years in the NFL, and find out who is the sneaky pick to get into the top 10 of the NFL draft. We'll have that for you next year on FSR. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to have the weirdest segment in all of sports radio, and I'm not making that up. That is a literal statement, the weirdest segment in all of sports radio, and it's yours 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Right now, he is always kind enough to join us. He is a former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus. He is Bruce Gradkowski. Bruce, Jonas and Bucky, what's happening on your set? Saturday. You know, guys, just out here in good old Toledo, Ohio, mowing some lawn. I used to call it cutting grass, and my wife gave me a hard time because she's like, you don't cut the grass, you mow the grass. So I was out there today, it's like 50 degrees, and I'm begging it for it to get a little bit warmer. So wait, what's the difference between mowing and cutting? I don't know. I, I don't know. But now every time I say it around her and I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, cu- I mean, mow the, mow the lawn oh, today. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. All right, well, you know, there's, guys, yeah, just, it's... I'm just trying to play my role over here, yeah. the dad that I am and the <laughs> husband. You know, I just, it's tough, guys. It's tough. Well, listen, uh, we know it is also tough uh, having to decide, uh, you know, who's going to go where in the NFL draft. We've heard uh, everything from um, a week ago. It was Mac Jones was going number three overall. Now we're hearing Justin Fields is the favorite. Um 
where do you stand as of now based on whether it's new information or some of the reports that are out there? Do you you still think it's going to be Mac Jones that goes three to the 49ers, or do you buy into sort of after the second pro day, the love for Justin Fields is a real thing for the Niners at three? Guys, you know, I think I'm still leaning Mac Jones. I mean, I go back and forth on this. I've been watching a lot of film on these guys, and, you know, I'm going to kind of stick with my gut, and I just think watching these guys look, they both do tremendous things. They both had unbelievable careers in college. I mean, Justin Fields, watching him throw the ball downfield is just a thing of beauty. I mean, his post routes, go routes, um, that Clemson game, his toughness he displayed, his athletic ability to make plays, he's, he's great. He's a great college quarterback, and, and I hope hopefully he's a great NFL quarterback. You know, and Matt Jones, the same thing with his accuracy, the way he processes things, and you know, so both these guys had tremendous college careers. Now, as I continue to dive into these guys, I just, you know, a lot of people say, I don't know if the Niners would give up this much to trade up for a guy like Mac Jones, where who knows what his ceiling is. But then I almost think the reverse, right? I think, would you give up this much to trade up for a guy that just has a high ceiling that you're kind of unsure in a sense? So I feel like the more reliable, trustworthy guy is Mac Jones. I mean, when I when I watch him on film, I just I think he's 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 quicker in the pocket, more meaning quicker decision maker maker making guy, uh, quicker to kind of move and get the ball out, and you have to be quick reaction in the NFL. That pocket closes closes a lot faster. So I personally think, and then watching his pro days, I mean his 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 athleticism. I'm talking about Mac Jones within the pocket has been on display. I think David Morris from QB country, and I know him, I mean, he does a great job with training these quarterbacks and because he helps them with the quick twitch type things that you need to play the position. And to be honest, I think fields lacks that in the pocket. I know he's athletic and he's strong and he can move and he can run, but I'm talking about that quick twitch to move, deliver, move, process, deliver, move on the run, make the throw. I feel like his accuracy struggles at times when he has to kind of move and then make a play. And it's not as natural. So I go back and forth. And Bucky, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing you because I, I don't think I remember what you said of who you would take if, if you're the Niners. But, man, I go back and forth on this. But I, I think of lately, I, I've just – I think this whole time I've been thinking Mac Jones. I, th- I think the way I look at it, um, and I, I love your breakdown. I've actually been looking at your guys' stuff at PFF because I think you guys dig a little deeper with some of the stuff when you're able to talk about um, turnover-worthy throws versus pressure and all that other stuff. My thing was I, I think it's kind of like an arms race in the NFC West with the best quarterbacks, right? So Sean McVay yeah. went and got Matthew Stafford. Uh, a year before that um, – Cliff Kingsbury went to get Kyler Murray, and the Seattle Seahawks have always had Russell Wilson. And so my only thing with Mac Jones is, can I ever see a, envision a scenario where he is the best of that division at quarterback? Because I would think that Kyle Shanahan would want to eventually have a guy that would give him the chance of having the best quarterback at that position, and I just wonder what is his ceiling. Like, look, his I understand he can manage it and do all those things, but it appears that – it would put a lot of 
like more pressure on Shanahan to always have his play calls right in those things because I don't know if he has the extra. Yeah. Well, and those are so many good points, man. That that's why I'm honestly I'm so excited for this draft. And, and whether you know it's just media and and the Niners mm-hmm. getting things out there to kind of misguide us at times, I I love it. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan more than anything, so I'm going to be dialed into this thing just like everyone else because you bring up so many good points. And honestly, us at PFF, and I know a lot of our guys. They're pushing hard for field, and they believe he is the guy to the Niners. And, you know, so I think they have tremendously good points of why. And and I, that's why I go back and forth because I can see it, right? I can see field with the explosive plays. You talk about it, uh, you know, uh, making explosive plays offensively, and you brought up Goff or, you know, the Goff trade and Stafford going to the Rams. I mean, that's why. The Rams need more explosive plays. And – with a guy like Fields, you know, I was watching a ton of the Ravens running game lately, and I'm just like, man, it's hard to stop the QB run. And you, even if you have, even if the defense has the offense outnumbered in the box, I mean, within the tackles, you know, the defense is stacking the box, the line of scrimmage to try to stop the run. It's hard when you have to account for that quarterback, even if you have the offense outnumbered. And now you get mismatches outside, you get those one on one throws. And now you have a chance to really crush the defense. And that's where Fields really does well is those deep throws downfield. I really believe he has that kind of arm. Um, so that's, that's why I go back and forth. You talk, talk about Fields, you know, um, only QB to be in the top 10 and uh, passing grade and rushing grade for us at PFF. Uh, only 18 turnover he plays in his career at Ohio State. You know, so many good things to like. Um and I just, I do, I go back and forth, but then I'm just like, man, I, and, and who knows? I mean, who knows what happens, but um, as I watch these guys, there's just a few plays that I can't unsee, and it was that Penn State game. He got hit from behind, and look, he might have made the protection call. It could have been on the O-line, but he really would have had to send the right guard, center, left guard, left tackle, all the way left to pick up for strong and if you're in an empty backfield set it 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 only takes one to opposite the protection call to make you hot and it takes two to the side that your line's going to in empty so to me he should know that and he kind of held on to it and then there's an accuracy so and i could go on and on about this but I, i there's always just little plays that i see that just stick with me and then it's hard for me to kind of get them out of my head of what i see but I think all these guys are going to really make an impact, and it's going to be fun to see where they go because a lot of times, and I know myself being a six-round draft pick to Tampa Bay and John Gruden, I wanted to get drafted higher. But at the end of the day, for everyone that has an opportunity to possibly get drafted or sign as an undrafted free agent, it's almost not when you go but where you go. And I think it's almost more beneficial to this young quarterback, whether it's Fields, whether it's Jones, whether it's Trey Lance, it's more beneficial to them if Kyle Shanahan picks them because he's going to make whoever he gets successful, and it's going to be fun to watch. And Bruce, I'm glad you brought that up. Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you here. That was going to be my next question for you, just from a quarterback standpoint. You know, we feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy at one to Jacksonville. We feel like Zach Wilson's going to be the guy at number two to the Jets. 
Is there a better place to end up if you're a young quarterback in the NFL than Kyle Shanahan? Or, or like, who are, who are some of the top spots? If, if you were coming into the NFL and you could pick a couple of places that you would want to end up just based on what would be better for your development as a young quarterback in the league, who other than Kyle Shanahan would be on that list for you as a former NFL quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think Kyle Shanahan, I think – uh, Sean McVay. I mean, those are the two guys that pop in my head. You know, if Gary Kubiak was still a coach and he's my guy. And then you got to think the Jets, right? Because it's a Kyle Shanahan tree. Uh, and, and how does uh, Mike LaFleur do? And I think that could be great. You know, so that's one. I do like Arthur Smith because I like his play action pass game. Not that I think Atlanta will take a QB there. And I wouldn't blame him if they do. I mean, if Trey Lance in that system and then he learns behind Matt Ryan for a few years, can really excel in something like that. I think Daryl Bevel, you know, in Jacksonville, I've loved his offense. I thought him and Stafford together in Detroit for a few years, really you see the deep cross throws, you see the play action pass. That's going to be an offense I think that can help Trevor Lawrence develop and a young quarterback. So I really do think those first three picks with Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Niners are all good situations for the quarterback we don't usually see that guys we don't see you know maybe a top pick being like oh this is an ideal situation for this young guy you know even though the Jaguars and Jets were the worst team in football last year this is perfect but I do think because I do think it because Urban Meyer I trust him as a as a leader he's proven it time and time again now we'll have to adjust a little to the NFL Robert Sala, I love what he's going to bring, the culture he's going to build. And then we talked about Kyle Shanahan, what he does from an offensive mind. So I am excited for these quarterbacks. And there's a lot of other good teams that are doing good things, the Carolina Panthers. I'm excited to see how that works with Sam Darnold because of Joe Brady's development as a, as a play caller. So a lot of good stuff, guys. I'm, I'm just kind of see where, where they end up. And, look, I learned a lot from John Gruden. So I do think as a young quarterback, you will learn some great football with him. Um, so just just a few guys at Frank Wright with the Colts, but I know they're not going to take him. So I just keep thinking about uh, more teams, the Saints, the Packers. <laughs> a lot of good I, spots. I think I want to. I think I want to come back and play. <laughs> <laughs> He is Bruce Gradkowski, former NFL quarterback, now an analyst for Pro Football Focus. Get him on Twitter, at BGradkowski5. Bruce, we appreciate it. Uh, whether it's mowing the lawn or cutting the lawn, whatever, uh, you have earned yourself a nice meal tonight, uh, a relaxing night there at the Gradkowski household. Um, you know, throw down some ice cream, uh, some pizza, whatever is on tap, uh, you enjoy it. You've earned it today. And I'm going to toast one to you guys. You know, it's always a pleasure. Can't wait for the draft. Uh, have a great weekend. He's awesome. Uh, get him on Twitter again, bgradkowski5. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, it's the weirdest segment in all of sports radio. It is yours, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much. We start in the NBA where it is a final. The Lakers win in overtime, 127-115 over Utah. Six Lakers players scoring in double figures. Led by Andre Drummond, he had 27 points. The NBA fined the Toronto Raptors $25,000 for violating the league's policy on player rest and injury reporting. Of course, they're also playing the season not at Toronto, but in Tampa. Yeah. 
Uh, on the Major League Baseball diamonds right now, Boston scores four runs in the eighth inning. They have a 7-3 lead over the White Sox with one out in the top of the ninth. The Red Sox trying to close that one out. Cleveland was trying to close out a 2-1 win over Cincinnati. They failed to do so. It's 2-2. Now in the bottom of the 10th inning, the Reds up to bat. St. Louis, a 9-4 lead at Philadelphia. That game has moved to the ninth inning. Baltimore and Texas scoreless in the third. Miami, a 1-0 lead over San Francisco. They are in the fifth inning. And the Mets have taken a 4-3 lead over Colorado. They are now in the seventh inning of that contest. Of course, it's doubleheader, so they're only playing seven innings. Jacob deGrom, six innings of work. He struck out 14. Of course, we'll have maybe a little bit more coming up in the weird world as we send it back to Jonas Knox and Bucky Brooks. Thank you, Ralph. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks here on Fox Sports Radio coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR. You talk about a spectacle and a bad decision, all right? A spectacle and a bad decision. We will have that for you here again at 12 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, it's time for something we don't get to do too often, though, but we do when Ralph is here, and it's called this. Take a knee, my ass. And now, the weird world of Ralph. (laughs) Here we go, Ralph. Well, last week they had a little golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia called the Masters, and on day one, Rory McIlroy hit a fan on the seventh hole. That's not a good thing. The problem was, the fan was his father. The really bad part? He was aiming at his father. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, he was looking for a target to aim for, and he he saw his dad, and he's like, that's where I'm going to aim. Problem was, he wasn't trying to hit it straight. He did hit it straight, and it hit Jerry McElroy on the right side of the green and hit him in the left leg. Rory says it was a perfect shot. Usually when pros hit a fan, they give them a signed glove and a ball, but Rory said, yeah, maybe I'll autograph a bag of frozen peas for him. Okay, uh, now where? Now where? Which part of the leg? Are we talking thigh? Are we talking kneecap? Are we talking shin? Uh, like which part of the area. leg? Okay, yeah. so oh, calf area. Yeah. Well, that's not fun. No. I mean, uh, okay, so so he uh, intended. Now, have you ever uh, hit a ball? Uh, I know you're a big golfer, Ralph Irvin. Have you ever hit a ball that poorly that you hit hit a spectator? Well, again, he hit it perfectly. But have I hit a spectator? No, I've been hit. Where'd you get hit? Uh, in the chest. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. What do you mean? Where was this at? On the golf course. Where? Which golf course? Uh, it was the Oak Trail nine-hole course in at Walt Disney World in Orlando. <laughs> and somebody hit you in the chest? Yes. Did it hurt? Uh, you know, I can take a hit. Sternum but it left or more a, but in the pec area? Pec uh-huh. area. And, uh-huh. it, and, it, and it left a bruise, but, you know. Did did anybody tip you off that hey man your uh, golf ball's coming or did you just yeah. hit you without no I I, I you know I uh, what and yeah it hit me Jeez. it's like those people that live on a golf course who the hell would want to live on a golf course like you got to worry I'll, about some okay some guy with, I'll be okay uh, with that I would be okay uh, with pass. that no I'm I'm good I don't need some errant shot landing in my living room every six months I'm good <laughs> well, wouldn't you want to make a hole in one late at night. <laughs> Yeah, that is a fair point. You know, I'll tell you what. Can I, can I borrow yours, Bucky, just for an evening? Uh, if you don't mind, I'll borrow your uh, your golf course uh, residence just for an evening. Yeah. You're killing right. your father, Larry. The last time I was here, Jonas, you were out, but Bucky will remember the tale of a cow that had eluded folks since August 3rd. Yeah. Uh, the, as a point of fact, it was not a steer, but it was a beefalo, part 
cow part buffalo. Oh, Jesus. And after more than 250 days in the run, the 800 to 900 pound beefalo was roaming the woods in western Connecticut since it escaped on its way to the slaughterhouse. Well, Plymouth police announced the apprehension of the beefalo. Uh, that they posted the picture, the animal's picture on social media with the word "captured" stamped across it in red letters. The photo showing Buddy the beefalo in a pen. <laughs> Buddy had wandered onto a farm in town and was hanging out with some cows when the owner snagged him and eventually got him into a trailer. Police said the beefalo will be headed to Massachusetts for a veterinary exam, and then will be sent to the Critter Critter Creek Farm Sanctuary in Gainesville, Florida. Oh, okay. Here's so he's pl- not going to get killed. He is not going to be killed. All Plymouth right. Police Captain Edward Benecci said. He has been the hide-and-seek champion, but I'm glad to say he's been captured. So my next step is Bigfoot. We'll see what I can do there. There you go. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is like that. Uh, those guys that escaped from Denimore Prison, and uh, they, they ended up living in the woods, and one of them got his head blown off, uh, except this cow is going to survive and actually going to live a better life. Yes. Good for him, man. At least he got rewarded. All right. At least he got rewarded. Now I don't. I don't know exactly. I've never heard of a beefalo before. Um, but uh, but but good for him. All right. He's gonna live a get live a nice life, and yes. he's not gonna have to worry about uh, you know getting uh, getting anything shot in his face. Right. Like that's good. Very good. And finally, Jonas. A lot of people, you know, are asked, "What would you do with a million dollars?" I know. Good question. Y- you know, you wouldn't take that to Dollar Tree because their lines are too long. That is true. Yeah. The, but, <laughs> what a pain in the ass. Like, that many people need Windex for a buck. Like, but, go somewhere else, man. But a woman in Tennessee reportedly attempted to use a million-dollar bill to make a purchase at Dollar General. <laughs> On April 5th, Amanda McCormick tried to pay for several gift cards and other items using the phony money. I've seen the police report, and they were called to the store, and McCormick said that she received the bill in the mail from the church but could not provide the church information. Huh. She tried to pay with a, a million, million dollar, dollar bill. bill. Huh. Another and this woman. Is where? This is this was in uh, I don't uh, in Tennessee. In Tennessee. What an idiot! Another woman, Linda Johnson, who was with her, told authorities she was just tagging along to run errands. She wasn't aware of the money. The pair was not arrested. The fake money was confiscated, and they received a verbal non-trespass warning. How did they not get arrested? I mean, did she really think that there was a real thing as a million-dollar bill? I don't know. All right, well, she should be thrown in jail for being an idiot, at the very least. And I'll take you back to what I said originally. How full do you think that cart was as she was trying to check out? Yeah, man, if if I got a million bucks, like, I'm not going to the Dollar Tree. It's insulting for the people that are going to the Dollar Tree or the Dollar General store. Like for a million dollars, you got to go somewhere. You got to go somewhere better. Like you treat like the. I'll treat all of Fox Sports Radio like a Top Golf or something like that. You know, go, go go slam some beers and uh, and hit at the driving range a little bit. Mm. How about that, Ralph? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll teach you how to golf, Ralph. Uh, whatever yeah. you want to think. That's yeah. good. That's fine. Too. Teach you how it's done. Uh, well done. There it is. Uh, the great Ralph Irvin with another award-winning edition of the Weird World of Ralph here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Bucky Brooks with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, it is a, a spectacle unlike any other and a really, really bad decision in the world of sports. We'll have that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Golf? He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. 
You can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up, uh, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, it'll be Brian No and Ephraim Salam taking over these airwaves here on FSR. So make sure you stick around for those guys here on Fox Sports Radio. A couple of things to, to just get buttoned up here. Um, Iowa Sam, uh, who I have boycotted throughout the uh, entirety of the show, uh, he mentioned in the Iowa Minute uh, some Fruit Loops on a pizza or some crap like that. There's some place in Iowa that's doing Fruit Loops on a pizza, whatever. Uh, Bernie Fratto of uh, Straight Out of Vegas, which you can hear later on tonight, uh, pointed out that the mascot for Fruit Loops is Toucan Sam. So now we know why that was even brought up in the Iowa Minute I, with l- Iowa Sam. Let me clarify. I did not even think about that. And Bernie Fratto is, of course, thinking in 4D chess. So uh, props to Bernie. I did not think of Toucan Sam. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So, uh, so Vince Close that. gave me the story, and I, and I ran with it. Well, uh, we're going to continue to tie it all together here. Uh, speaking of Close, um, did you see what happened in the UFC? Uh, Bucky, uh, this, is, uh, this is a bad spot to be in. Um, so there was a fight set to take place on the UFC card tonight. I believe it was the co-main event, and it was going to be Jeremy Stevens versus this guy, Drakkar Close. And um, Jeremy Stevens, for people that don't know, uh, is the guy who, when Conor McGregor had that really good sound drop of who the F is that guy, he was talking about Jeremy Stevens. Like, that was the back of the okay, okay. So um, the fight, this fight, which was set to be the co-main event, got canceled like a short time ago. It was supposed to take place tonight in a little while. Yeah, because the prelims are on right now. Yeah. Now it's being reported that the reason it got canceled is because Drakkar Close suffered an injury. And the reason he suffered an injury is because Steven shoved him at the stare down yesterday. And there was some injury that occurred after he shoved him because Drakkar Close was staring at him. They had already weighed in. They were just doing the stare down, and he had his hands behind his back, and Steven shoved him. He didn't fall over, but he shoved him hard enough. And apparently, he suffered an injury because of the shove, and now neither guy is going to make money tonight, and neither guy can fight. Oh, that's that's an awful mistake. That's stupid, right <laughs> that's there. That's an awful mistake. I mean, it's, like, what considering kind of, what, kind, what kind of shove was it? I like, don't need like it's crazy. Like, yeah, there, there's, it's, um, yeah, that's stupid. So yeah, he shoved him uh, very hard, uh, and so because, and and look, you know this. Those guys don't get paid unless they fight. Mm-mm. Like they they've got to fight. And and depending on how their contracts work, some guys get paid just to show up, and some guys get paid to show up and then get paid double uh, the amount if they win their fight. And so now neither one of them is going to get to fight because he shoved him at a stare down. And it wasn't like this guy put his put his hands on Jeremy Stevens. Um, he just shoved him because they were staring at each other and things got a little bit heated. Uh, and so uh, and so there's that. Um, now. From that over to this, are you going to purchase the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight? Is this going to happen for Bucky Brooks? <laughs> All right. Is this going to happen? The Jake Paul Ben Askren fight later on tonight. Are you going to purchase a Bucky Brooks? I can't say that I will purchase it, but I will say that maybe my son might mess around and purchase it like he purchased the other one behind my back. Um, the one where uh, <laughs> Nate Robinson got put to sleep. Wait, wait, what do you mean behind your back? How's that happen? Well, I mean, looked up and he's yelling. I'm like, hey, what you yelling at? <laughs> I'm watching the fight. What fight? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, I would assume that it'll probably it'll probably be purchased. Who are you pulling for in that fight? I don't know, man. 
I mean, think, I think it's all the show. I think I think it's more just the circus environment around. Yes, it that makes it, uh, that makes it interesting. I would agree. Um, I believe on the undercard of that fight, Frank Mir, the former UFC heavyweight champion, is fighting uh, Steve Cunningham, who's a former uh, boxer, cruiserweight champion, Steve S.S. Cunningham. Mm. Um, I've got a feeling that's going to go really poorly for uh, for Frank Mir. I, I feel like that's going to be a you bad think so? matchup. Yeah, well, Cunningham's like a like a top level boxer for a while. Like mm. he like he was like a really good boxer, and then the Ben Askren stuff. I would buy the fight if Ben Askren, who's a world class wrestler, I, if if he could grapple at least a little bit. <laughs> it's not even I, I know, but, but I, that's the only way I would buy this fight. Other than that, I don't want to pay to watch a, a, a Ben Askren box. So I just I refuse. I re, I, just, I can't do it. I I can't, I can't. I don't know that I can. And and I say all this knowing that in an hour or so from now, I'm going to talk myself into buying it. I just I know I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. I, it just it's it's the way of the world. Uh, Bucky, I, a fun one i don't know if we're gonna do bucky claws next week we're gonna try and convince him of it uh, but we're back next saturday at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.